welcome to the State of Games, proud member of the Punchboard Media Content Network. I'm Dice Hate Me. I'm Get Louder. I'm Puppy Shogun. And we are a podcast all about anything and everything related to board and card games and more. So welcome to episode 174, or as we like to call it, the one about heading out west. That's right. This podcast, we're going to be talking about western games, what makes that theme so awesome, and how it might possibly go horribly wrong on occasion. But first... Since it's been a little while since we've chatted, about three months actually, which is insane to think about. Let's talk about another instance of heading out west. See how we're staying on theme here. Daryl, why don't you tell us what you've been up to? <laughs> yes, <laughs> random lead in. See how we're staying out west? See how we're staying on theme, even though you have no idea what we're talking about? Eh, eh, eh. <laughs> yeah. I moved to St. Louis. <laughs> you got to segue somehow, man. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, the family, we made our sojourn out west and. Uh, as of August 4th, we are St. Louisans, even though we don't live in St. Louis City, but we live in St. Louis County, which is just St. Louis. So, um, there we go. Yay! Is that, is that really what you call, call them, St. Louisans? I don't know. <laughs> You're supposed to know. You live there now. That doesn't mean... Dude, I've been calling the main road that we take all the time, I-64, I-64, and they're like, oh no, that's Highway 40. I'm like, what do you mean? Well, it was Highway 40, then now it's I-64, but everyone calls it Highway 40. I'm like, no, the signs say I-64, therefore, <laughs> <laughs> it is called I-64. So, yeah. Well, yeah I've I mean, wouldn't they know, things. though? Yeah, go, go for it. Yeah. Well, they, they also think that Provel on pizza is, you know, God's gift to everything. And, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Well, Provel, by the way, everyone is only in St. Louis, and it tastes like it tastes like cheese, especially on pizza. It tastes like cheese, but it tastes like cheese that like American cheese when you forgot to take the plastic wrap off and it melted and became one with the cheese. Mm-hmm. It's got that burny, plasticky, <laughs> weird chewiness. Oh, it's just the worst. That's the that's, that's the cheese. smoky provolone, the the fake provolone oh, flavor. Yeah. Smoky mm. Provel. Yeah, well, but uh, yeah, yeah. So that's uh, that's been the big thing, obviously, surviving COVID. Um, and man, was the last time we talked? Was it about COVID? No, the that was the previous one. Previous one. So, okay. Yeah, the last one was rockets and racing. Okay. Well, uh, for everyone that's been following up, and I had a few people follow up from two episodes back then. Uh, everyone here in the house is totally healthy. Uh, Leslie's mom stayed back in Dover. We got her. Uh, a really nice apartment, and Leslie's sister is keeping up with her. Um, but yeah, so this is our uh, our fresh start, as it were, our reset. We have no no safety nets out here, really. So it's it's actually <laughs> in a weird way, very freeing and very nice. We really like it. And with COVID, I've been working from home as opposed to going to the office. By the way, I work for Greater Than Games full time as their graphic design manager. Um, but you know, nice. the office is closed until at least January. So yep. I've been working from home after moving out here, which it's it's a weird thing. But, you know, we are actually happy to be out here now versus pushing it and waiting later. So uh, it was just a thing. So <laughs> we've been slowly unpacking. Um, and um, I've been barbecuing. I've been showing St. Louis how uh, Delaware award-winning ribs are, are done. Um, <laughs> and you haven't and, got any pushback? I guess you're not really in Kansas City, so... No, not really. Yeah. I've had some people uh, have... Oh, well, I had four people do ribs and absolutely loved them. 
sent two of them said it was the best ribs they've had and they've lived in st louis now for 11 years so i was like hey uh that's they're just blowing smoke up my skirt but still i was like hey uh we played a handful of games nothing really new azul um we did just get the azul expansion the other day for miniature market um and I didn't know they came out with an expansion for the base game of Azul. So it also comes with like uh, player plastic overlays for your player board. And oh, all this no stuff. way. I had no idea they released that either. It, it was 10 bucks. It's totally. It's, oh, yeah, to get those overlays and stuff? Yeah. That's yeah. worth it. So it, it's super nice. Um, but what it is, it's four new player boards that are double sided for different gameplay. One, one of them has like Scrabble, like double word score kind of areas that if you cover up, you score double points and all this. So, so it mixes it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just it's literally, you know, four new player boards that are double sided. So it's two, eight new game setups, and or no, it makes it four game setups total now with the base one. But the overlay works on all of them. So anywho, so there was that. Uh, so Azul Sagrada, love Sagrada, and then at clearance right now at Target for ten dollars is Jurassic Park Danger by Ravensburger. <laughs> And it's a game. It's, it's great. a game. Well, it's on clearance for a reason, huh? Basic, yeah. Uh, so I have to play it again. This is my first play impression. Uh, we played a two-player, so I had to rescue two people off the island. Ethan played the dinosaurs, uh, which he controls a Dilophosaurus, the T-Rex, and a Raptor, and they all have different movement rules and stuff. And he's just trying to eat three humans while I'm trying to rescue two. Um, and you, so you're running around the island and, you know, there's obstacles and things like that. And, uh, it's kind of like the flamme rouge engine, you know, where you have your cards, you play the card face down that you're going to want to play dinosaurs, flip their card over first, do their action. Then I flip over my card and then do my actions. And so there's that, but then it's like, Oh, you want to sneak? Okay. We well have to roll a dice and you have to roll higher than whatever the value is on your card. Oh, you want to climb? Oh, well, you have to roll a dice, and you got to roll higher than the value of the card. And it's just like, why is the die in here? Like, it really <laughs> doesn't make sense, except to just go, you know, we're going to make it harder for the humans, so we're going to give it a die, so there's a chance of failure all the time. I was like, I just feel like there could have been a cleaner way to do it. Um, Who's the designer? But, um, I don't know. Yeah, I don't, it doesn't say on doesn't the box. Hmm. Nor on the rule book. So I'm wondering if it was like an in-house design. Let me... We'll grab the box right here. Well, like, we're going to talk about Pan Am here in a minute, but I don't believe that Pan Am had a designer listed either. I could no, be wrong. No designer listed anywhere on the box, and I searched the rule book because I figured I'd see something, but nothing. There's no, like, is, that's not one of those Prospero Hall games. Oh, I you guess. know what? Pan Am might be, but I don't, I was what I was wondering well, no, about. Well, no, Pan Am does, is. No, but, yeah, yeah. Invented by Forrest Prusen Creative. Oh, it's Forrest Prusen. Okay. So, oh, oh, I'm sorry. It's, <laughs> it's a collective. It's a collective. it's a collective. It's a it's a company. It's a collective. Well, that's even sadder that a collective. <laughs> so far, in my opinion, which goes to show that art by committee does not work. <laughs> Never works. <laughs> but um, yeah. So that was Jurassic Park Danger. Uh, this game isn't that much fun. Uh, so that was that. Uh, and and so that's kind of it. We've been. Slowly unpacking the game room. I put a tweet. Uh, I tweeted out the other day when we finally got it all unpacked and the shelves cleared off, and 
stacked on and I was like, yeah, this feels great. We still have a couple boxes of games, but it's kind of become our purgatory. We're like, eh, we'll just keep those in box for the time being. Um, Everybody needs a purgatory. Yeah, we're we're just, yeah, we have a townhouse we're renting right now and the whole thing is to kind of get a feel of the land and then figure out where we want to buy or move to after after this year. Your townhouse, when you say it's a townhouse, do you mean you have three stories or two stories? Because you're in the basement right now. I'm in the basement and there's two stories above me. Okay, so you have three full stories. Yeah, the bedrooms are on the top floor. That's nice. Yeah. Having a basement is super cool. I feel like I've been talking forever. Uh, My jaw hurts. You've been talking for like two minutes, man. (laughs) (laughs) Good God. (laughs) Oh, man. Okay. Yep. Well, there you go. Cheers. All right. Well, let's let's move on then since your jaw's broken. Uh, (laughs) PC, what have you been up to? Oh, man. Oh, so so much. Well, uh, hey, everybody. That was cool. <laughs> Great podcast. Um, I just, it, it, we, we've been just chilling, I guess, mostly. Uh, at, at some point, I got to play just recently. My friend Luke came down, which everybody here knows. But everybody on a podcast, everybody that's listening should know Luke. Oh, everybody should know Luke. How the hell's Luke, man? I haven't heard him, uh, heard, heard his name or anything in a long time. Yeah, uh, it, I mean, what what can you say? He's <laughs> just walking around delivering people's mail. He, he's like Newman. <laughs> but uh, we played one game. We played one game while he was elections. down. What? You, you mean rigging, rigging elections? elections? Rigging, yeah, yes, he is. Yeah. He is rigging elections and tearing out machines that we need for for sorting mail. <laughs> uh, that's his job now. Just tear out those machines. Um, so, yeah, he he came down. We were all, like, COVID-free, so why not? And uh, stayed for, like, three or four days. We played one game while he was down here uh, <laughs> during that time. So we played Watergate, which I had not played before. And Watergate's, like, the two-player 45-to-hour-long yeah. um, version of the Watergate scandal. I it was played... a lot shorter than the Watergate scandal. yeah. Yeah. yeah, but it felt just as real. <laughs> my my impression is, again, it's in that vein. Like, I didn't expect it to be so much in the same vein as 1960, mm-hmm. 13 days, 13 years, 13, 13 weeks, 13 weeks, 13 days, 13 days, <laughs> it's 13 days, uh, uh, 1960, yeah. Twilight Struggle, all these games, it, it, it plays like that you've got the asymmetrical card play where if i play this thing now it's going to be good for me but there might you might be able to play a card right before me that will just completely screw over my turn or take away something from me so the asymmetrical quality here is just like if i play an informant it like as nixon i played as nixon of course he's my favorite president (laughs) of course (laughs) (laughs) As Nixon, I was trying to knock, like, get informants out. So if I played a card, it was like, cool, informant is gone. No longer can you make a connection to this informant anymore. They will not talk. And the other player just puts them out. The the thing that's interesting, though, is your best cards also are your informants. So if you were just to play a game where you said... Yeah, sure. Have all the informants. Cool. I'm not going to play one of them. Uh, me as Nixon, I'd just be able to railroad you. Like, there's no way. 
Because I would just play every turn would just be like, oh, cool. I do all these things. 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 Yeah. <laughs> so it's a delicate balance. You want to get some, but not all. And you want to kind of have that edge going through the whole game. I, it's not for the faint of heart. It's very much painful. Um, that will, was not the word that I would use playing this game, but I mean... No, it's fun, but you have to know going into it that if I play a card... Yeah, you're going to get screwed. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Someone, yeah. Your card is going to get screwed, right? So don't hold on to the fact that you can take your turn and it'll just be like, fine. Right. Say, like, I'm going to play this card because it's the best card. Oh, I just destroy that card and you throw it away and rip it up. <laughs> and you'll never play it again. What game you, over. What's cool about it, though? <laughs> what's cool about it, though? When did this game come out? Last Gen Con. So last year at Gen Con. So 2019. Yeah, 2019. Okay. So do you think it's going to take like 30 years for there to be like a Trump versus Comey game? <laughs> there That's will... like getting informants and basically just locking I, up everybody. I hope they, yeah, I hope they wait on it. Right. <laughs> yeah. You know, it was, I was fine when I played campaign manager that was like, I was like, this oh. is too close, but I'm fine with it. It uh, was like 2008. Was, 2008. It yeah. It wasn't like a disaster of 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 any any proportion whatsoever. It was just McCain versus Obama. Okay, reasonable. Yeah, you know, no one's no one's literally throwing punches. You just it was an election. I was fine with the idea of like dealing with the the ramifications of that. This is yeah. not fine right now. So not really fine with looking at it nor playing anything. And I'm surprised that anything on Kickstarter gets any funding for this stuff. Who wants to live through it? I know we've already lived through well, it once. I had a, and that's one thing. Like Les has uh, shelved her Yellow Fever game for a bit because she's just like, I don't feel good working on <laughs> yeah. a game that capitalizing on a virus right now. Yeah, I said that's fine. I totally get it. But then, like, you see games popping up on Kickstarter. It's like you know, fight COVID and blah blah. blah. I'm like, no, too soon. Like, too soon. Let it get yeah. to books first. Like, come on. Like, <laughs> let's get out of 2020. 2020. Is bad enough. Yes. Don't capitalize on it. Don't be the guy that buys all the damn toilet paper. Don't do that. <laughs> it's just that you just don't want you want escapism a little bit, right? I recognize now because I used to be like, I like it whenever they give me a little, little bit of current events in my in my uh, drama and stuff. I like it when my Criterion collection black and white movie <laughs> from France decides to do that. You but, are really pushing for the Criterion Collection as a sponsor or uh, you get a free. When can I, when you, can the Criterion, if you can pick uh, it, it for a very low monthly fee, you can get the Criterion Collection. Uh, this it, is all he's been talking about for like four months. Like every other day he's like, you know, I really wish we had the Criterion Collection. <laughs> I get on these kicks, right? And eventually Chris will just say you're either buying it or i'm buying it for you right so it'll be like I, I think what was the other one that i was right now in the back of my head is i need to watch black dynamite but i haven't watched black dynamite uh criterion collections in the back of my head every day i'm like hmm, criterion collection would be nice to have just as a thing <laughs> and i can't remember what the last one was that, that that i bought just straight up bought it was something weird UHF. Oh, UHF. UHF. Yeah. I was just like, yeah. Wait, there's no way I can, I can't stream this. Oh, yeah, he's like, so you're just it. like, I'm just gonna buy it. So yeah, yeah. So eventually, it gets to the point where Chris gets annoyed enough that I just say, either I buy it or Chris buys it. <laughs> um, so maybe it'll get to that point, or it'll be Christmas time, and then all of a sudden, 
There'll be a subscription. Subscription to Criterion Collection. How lovely. We got to think about, I got to think about streamlining some of these streaming services. This is way off topic, by the way, but uh, because I'd really like to watch HBO Max. Um, Somebody gave us a subscription to HBO Max a while back and um, uh, it didn't didn't work. And then um, we asked them if they could fix it. (laughs) And uh, they just completely forgot about us. So I don't, uh, haven't been able to watch Lovecraft Country or anything like that. Yeah, it's just those people moving out to the West. If it helps, if it helps, then Lovecraft Country is terrible um yeah right missing anything dude i just ordered the book so that i at least experience part of it (laughs) it's coming tomorrow and i started tomorrow it's flipping brilliant it's such a good show sort of figured anyway let's get back on to games shall we no i mean this was all part about going out west and it's the wild west and streaming services right now (laughs) there is like no there is no one that you should own anymore. Like, yeah, it's weird. Every single one has their different things. Yeah, it's crazy. It's just crazy. And they overlap, and it's really annoying. I, it is annoying. Like, you can't get just hey. Disney Plus and watch all the Marvel movies. It just speaking of Marvel movies, they cast anyway. Marvel today. Oh, no, really? Oh, yeah. No, I saw that. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a a first time actress, basically. Wow, and, which is awesome, and she looks the part. I mean, as much as you can look like a, you know. American Pakistani Muslim. I mean, she looks awesome. Like she looks like the young, you know, teenage angsty, you know, Miss Marvel. Miss Marvel. Character. So, yeah, um, I've only seen a picture of her. Obviously, I can't comment on her work, but going by looks, they nailed it. <laughs> I guess we'll have to um, wait and see about the works. But yeah. Uh... Well, so I guess what's happening is it's going as a uh, Disney Plus series first. And then coming over. So they've announced, obviously, WandaVision comes out uh, later this month in October. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, they have also have uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier coming out in January. They've announced a Nick, Fur- a Nick Fury series now coming to Disney+. And now Miss Marvel is coming to Disney+. And uh, Kevin Feige said that, Miss Marvel will also be crossing over into the screen, the big screen too. So it's the same actress for everything. Mm, cool. Well, so they're not pulling a DC where they have two different flashes, in other words. Right. Right. Marvel's doing it right. <laughs> so that's why everyone's hoping that, like with She-Hawk, they bring back uh, Matt Murdock and start bringing Daredevil back into. That would it. be that, awesome. That's... Yes, that would or, be amazing. <clears throat> or Spider-Man needs a lawyer in Spider-Man Three. Right. Matt Mur- oh, he might. That's true. Mm-hmm. So. Well, that would be fun. Hey, let's talk about some board games. What do you think? Yeah, that would be... No, all these things are fun. <laughs> these are fun things. And this is what's going on, honestly, because a lot of the stuff, the board games... I, I I was thinking about this as before the podcast started. It'd be nice if I could just listen to podcasts where everyone on the podcast had played so many more games than they ever had before that, like, it was just escapism from that standpoint. But, like, the reason why we haven't had a three... Been on here for three months is because... Ah, it's just a pause. Yeah, it's a it's pause. A big the whole year button. is a big pause button. It's it's crazy. And I see like some of the people who are doing podcasts, they'll keep releasing and, and they seem to have content. I'm like, how? How's this happening? But, uh, you know, they've got a close group of friends or a significant other or something like that. And we've just been paused. But Well, maybe what we do is next month or whenever we do another podcast, maybe we just do a live play online all together and oh, just could. say hey if you want to watch us and we're just gonna you know bs our way through a game we could twitch it yeah exactly 
Seriously. <sighs> I heard that's big with, with the kids. I, uh... Yeah, the twitching. <laughs> the twitching. <Yeah>. Twitching. <laughs> and, and, twitching. That, and that top tick. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, okay, so we'll talk about some of the games that we got in because there's a there's a time there was a time there was a time where we had some games um, that occurred, <clears throat> and so I got to play a few games uh, in succession here. I'm trying to think of what the the oh oh yeah 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 okay so let's talk about uh, Maracaibo because I I I didn't talk about Maracaibo yet on the podcast and I played that and. Um, I'm a big Ale- I'm a big Fister fan, so Alexander Fister, because my favorite game is Great Western Trail, mm-hmm. and Maracaibo is Great Western Trail designer, and it has a similar kind of feel. You're going around in a circle, moving from space to space mm-hmm. with like your little boat, and you can skip over spots. You can move as far as you want. And you get bonuses for how you move. So it is a rondelle. It is a rondelle. It's a path. It's a it's a it's a legit rondelle, except you can move up to seven spaces, which is wow. pretty impressive yeah. for a rondelle. Uh, that is almost that is one point three three no <laughs> two hundred and thirty three percent better than most rondelles because you can move seven as opposed to three spaces. Gotcha. Yeah. Just wanted to clear that up for everybody out there who is really into rondelles. Um, Mathematicians don't send us any. But Maracaibo is, uh, I think, right there in that that middle ground of Fister games where they're not... It doesn't stand alone on its own enough to for me to buy it. Mm-hmm. I... My two favorites are... Well, I have three that I really like. I like Mombasa, I, which... It's problematic as a game, but it, and it's getting even more problematic lately. Yeah. But uh, Mombasa, I love it. Uh, I also love uh, Oh, Where's My Goods or whatever that game is. Oh, yeah. Oh, My Goods. Oh, My Goods. Oh, My Goods. Yes. I like Oh, My Goods a lot, and I like Great Western Trail a lot. This one just it sits in that area with like Blackout Hong Kong, where I kind of wish you didn't make them because it's not as good as the other ones. Right. It, it doesn't really stack up. It's it's in the middle ground. Uh, the big thing about it, though, is that you can play it like over uh, a campaign. So you could just like sit in front of it, play it with like like multiple times and go through this entire story. But I didn't really like it enough to to want to do that. <laughs> like I didn't like the first play. So you got to like the first play. And I think the reason I didn't like it without going into all the mechanics, because why? Why would I do that? The, the reason I didn't like Maracaibo as much as the other ones, it felt really, really... Uh, restrictive, as opposed mm-hmm. to where in Great Western Trail, if you go around the board seven times, I could just be plodding along. It doesn't right. matter how many times you went around the board. In this one, it's like, no, you got to the end. You have one more turn. Mm-hmm. Go. And if you're playing in fourth place, like if you go fourth, you're just always behind. And so you end up going first in the next round, which is great, but, you know, I mean, you just missed out on the first round doing cool stuff. So it's weird <laughs> I like awkward. what I like about Maracaibo is that I, I think they did the right thing and I hope they continue to do it is uh, the story mode I like the campaign and the story mode you know like when we played it you know first time I played it with Dan and it was very topical there was a uh, you know there was the, the plague 
<laughs> you know? Oh, okay. And so things happened during that game that each you know each round you'd have a kind of event thing, and something would happen. There'd be like a new quest, or an island would be closed off, and or you'd bring out new tiles to add to that. And whatever happened during that game, you would put things into a bag, and then you'd use it in the next game. So mm-hmm. sort of semi-legacy, but not really. I mean, it's more campaigny. I liked that portion of it. I hope they do that more. Uh, gameplay, though, like the whole time I'm playing it, I'm thinking I would rather be playing Great Western Trail because this is essentially yeah. what I'm doing, but I'm not having as much fun as I have in Great Western Trail. It's it's tighter uh, than Great Western Trail, and I think that for me, I mean, I'm I'm such a I'm such a weenie when it comes to games. I really want to ha- have fun, just like kind of building up and doing things. Uh, you know, this feels like uh, if you've played a Gizia where you have to get to the end of the, the trail. And this is not me talking to Chris or Daryl. It's me talking to people that are at home. <laughs> right. If you have played, if you have played a Gizia, if you haven't played a Gizia, a Gizia is a game where you go down the Nile and you race to the end and you kind of skip over people on the way. Even that one, which isn't so bad. Even that one gives me a little anxiety because it's just <laughs> like, oh, who's going to go to the end and right. ruin it for everybody? Uh but that one kind of every it kind of congeals a little better. Like everybody feels the tension together, yeah. so it's not as someone's not a dick real hard. But Maracaiba is like you could all play nice, but no one does. Nobody does. It, it's no. just immediate dick yeah. move every single time. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it's not not really my thing. Um, I, I again not bad. Just put it right in the middle of like mm. mm-hmm. uh, I played. Uh, a Godspeed mm-hmm. by Adam Hill. And what's and that? Clayton Hargrave. Is that Clayton yeah. too? Okay. I only know because, you know. Yeah, because of Adam. Adam. But yeah. Yeah, he's, he's very pompous. So just, just <laughs> yeah. he took all the he's credit. He's so full of himself. He's so full of himself <laughs> that he took all the credit. And then he said nice things about me like that. I am always enthusiastic and positive. <laughs> and he just loves being around me because of the positivity. So I, I appreciated that. And when I played his game, I, you know, I gave it two points more than I probably would have if I didn't know him. So it's like, I think this is a 10 out of 10. <laughs> <laughs> so take that with a grain of salt. Listeners. <laughs> 10 out of 10. Perfect. 10 game. out of 10. Perfect. Game. But I'd probably give it two more points than, uh, just so then it's an 8 out of 10. Yeah, it's probably, yeah. Okay. Something like I that. I still think that's a pretty good score. It's a pretty good score. Yeah. Okay, so here's the thing. The thing about Godspeed, which is uh, somewhat problematic, and, and what sucks, though, is Godspeed hasn't gotten much press because... Pandemic. Pandemic yeah. stuff happened right as it releases, and then you've got, like, Pandasaurus kind of moving on to other things, and it's like, if this would have caught on and there'd be no pandemic... Maybe there'd be an expansion. Maybe there'd be more stuff. Exactly, yeah. Can't really do anything. It's been a rough year for new releases, period, but it released like right at the beginning when everybody was like, nope, lockdown, and nobody was playing anything at all because they were too afraid because of that. Of course, now, we know it's because you're being, you know, smart, but still, at the same time. So, Godspeed got screwed this year, and uh, just to put a little positive spin on it, like, the game is very fun. Uh, It's there. The the main issue is thematic disconnect. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're just, you, for you some see, reason, yeah, yeah, yeah. For some reason, this happens. <laughs> uh, no, you, you play the game, and it is very much a. Uh, do I even want to call it? It is a multi-phase worker placement game, but that is like selling it a little short because it deals with the idea of taking actions in different ways 
but you do assign workers. It's just that you pick which workers you're going to keep right. so that you can use them later for different actions. And really the worker placement that comes out of it is more, oh man, that per- I gotta be aware that other people, if they were to just completely ruin me and everyone takes engineers and everyone takes all the engineer actions, that I'm going to take a less advantageous turn. Mm-hmm. And that is really where the worker placement comes into place. Aside, it's not really like cutthroat, um, but it can be. It, but it can be tight, right? It's tight, but not cutthroat. And the worker placement there is: you have different workers that are assigned to different tasks, but you can bid for uh, for cards in the middle that give you special abilities during the round, and you have to choose what do I want to bid number wise in there to get a cool ability but then also lose those people as potential actions that I can take later. Right. Cool little system, very streamlined, works, and then you have these event cards that try to add theme, but they don't really work, and <laughs> <laughs> there is no theme. Uh, so if you like like a, you know, a good, uh, uh, a well-paced Euro, this is, this is your jam, but it, it's very much in the same vein as like a, 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 you know, a random town in Europe Right, exactly. Uh, yeah. Euro game as opposed to that, and then um, and I'll just mention I have not played the final version of Godspeed. I played it back in the day when it was still Alpocalypse, uh, all about yeah. alpacas <laughs> and uh, taking over the world after the uh, the apocalypse had brought down humanity, which was a fantastic theme, by the way, and it had lots of humor in it. Um, but I've not played the final version. I'd like to play the final version. It seemed weird because you guys had played it one time and it took a while. So I think that was just like it was a play test. Yeah, yeah. And this was this was like streamlined ninety minutes, something like that. Oh, they know. did a lot of really big play tests with this. They did some great development work on the game. I know. Yeah, and it, yeah. again, like like I said, it was fun. It was good. It's just that going into it, just mm, there's not really the, the fear. <laughs> yeah, you're not you're not going to be destroyed by aliens with a after you know landing on an alien planet. Um, it's not really that. Uh, the other the other game I played, Ragusa. Ragusa. This uh, is infamous, by the way. Ragusa is infamous because I spent half of the uh, G-Donk podcast talking about... <laughs> oh, really? Talking about Ragusa. like ha- the problems that were in Ragusa. But you please talk about Ragusa because this is... I don't want to... I don't want to... We don't want to spend a lot of time. I don't want to focus on it you know, too, no, we too don't. much. We shouldn't. I, I, just, I just look at it... I, Ragusa is one of those games that, as a game designer, makes me frustrated. Yeah. The only reason why is because... I've got a stack of games publishers, Capstone Games. If you're listening to this, I have a stack of <laughs> games. One is about one is called Club Zen, and it's about becoming the most relaxed at a, at a at a resort. It deals with it is a worker placement euro that's thematic. It's got a lot of different new mechanics. It's good. It's ready to go. Mm-hmm. I've got two other games, Mistreach, which is 120 minutes, and has a European city in it and has a lot of cool mechanics that work. It's ready to go. I also have Ez. It's 90 minutes. It's a it's a, it's French Riviera game. <laughs> it's ready to go. You don't have to publish Ragusa. <laughs> you just don't. Yeah, you don't. There's no re like you might like it. You might like it. You might say, man, this is a cool designer I want to work with. I love it. You don't have to publish it. <laughs> and it needed it needed basically no, it needed work. It needed work. It did. Right? Um, but the easiest work that could have been done and could even be done now as an expansion is it needs starting tiles that give you variable setup. Absolutely. 
And that's an easy thing to do. Even playing it once with, what, four or five people, you can immediately see that there's a problem with starting position. And mm-hmm. with player turn order, why wouldn't you just fix that right out of the box? It's yeah. like the first thing you do. Uh, yeah. No, I, but, I mean, <clears throat> the problem is that, that those those issues don't also fully get fixed either way by the right. late game too. Yeah. So like yeah. again, it's one of those things where it's it's a tight European it's a tight euro game that is very very abstract where you're placing pieces onto intersections between hexes and getting the resources that are between from that, those hexes. from those yeah, hexes that are at the intersection. And later getting bonuses at the end of the game and actions from where your where your intersection is. The problem is going first is really good. <laughs> yeah, it's really good. It's just really good because there's a limited amount of spaces and there's no variability between games. So you could potentially just figure out what your first two turns. Yeah, what's the optimal turns. first three turns and um, go for there. Yeah, exactly. and go for that. Yeah. yeah. So it's um, it's a bit frustrating. It um, as usual from Capstone Games. It is a fantastic production. It is a beautiful. Yeah, game. it's amazing. Yeah, and that's it's, why that's why I keep saying. Guys, I have some games ready for yeah, you. Yeah, exactly. Call like, me. You like, don't have to do this. Play Company do fantastic production. I know you're excited. I always get into this. It's like, I know you're excited, publishers. You get a game, and you're like, oh, this has the promise of a good game. You don't have to worry about that. I've got good games. Plenty of no good promise games. worried. You, you you can be like, TSC, do, do you want to have a... Do you want to have a, a, a like? I'd really like to add this card in here, because I think that... I'd be like, that's cool. Let's do it. <laughs> Guess what, though? You don't have to do anything else. Just find an artist. Yeah, you know what? I'll find an artist. I like the, I like finding artists and doing doing aesthetic work. Mm-hmm. Call me. <laughs> Capstone Games. Hey, call me. <laughs> uh, this podcast brought to you by TC Petty the Third, Capstone Games, and the Criterion Collection. Criterion Collection, yes. which you can get right now uh, for a monthly fee or for yearly subscription. <laughs> Uh, thanks so much. Uh, we'll also be doing a plug for Skillshare later. So, uh, COVID hit. I moved to St. Louis. TC sold out. Chris, what are you been up to? <laughs> oh, yeah. Crap, you, forgot, you forgot about yeah. the, the selling out, right? Like, Renegade just posted. Oh, yes. So, uh, for people... I am a, I am a, I meant to put it in the news, but we should talk about it now. Go for it. Yeah, I'll talk about it because it's related yeah. to me. Yes, it is. Me. Uh, and everyone else. But I, uh, Renegade who I work for as a game developer, mm-hmm. which I have worked now for like uh, a long time. Yeah. Um, I'm getting more work. <laughs> I'll be getting more work. Yeah, you will be getting more work. Uh, but uh, the they just announced that they're going to be doing some games based off of, uh, more games off of Power Rangers, more games. Uh, but now they are working with Hasbro. And so they signed deals for Transformers, for My Little Pony, and for G.I. Joe. G.I. Joe, yep. Right? So... There, there we go. go. <laughs> are there are, are there games already in the works for these? Because I, I'm just I don't want. Uh, okay, let me preface all this. Well, let me. Okay, I, I love Scott. I love Renegade. I love everyone that works there. They're amazing people. They're super friendly. I am worried with net with Power Rangers and now all of this with Hasbro. That they're gonna just start churning out the IP-based games like like Cryptozoic turned into. Well, games. that's the and, problem that we all fear. Is the reason I'm why Scott stressed. left Cryptozoic was to do his own thing, and now all of a sudden Renegade's starting to become the next Cryptozoic. Yeah, and so it's now a little, I will say it yeah, is definitely 
bigger it's bigger IPs. It's a little bit more kind of tuned in with what's going on at the moment. Uh, Cryptozoic, I think their most modern one was they got Rick and Morty, I think. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so I, I get that, but I'm just like, I want them to only get IPs if they have a solid game already in place that gets better because of having the IP. Otherwise, <laughs> how the hell does a game designer get on the list to design a game for them? Because I have some ideas. <laughs> I think, so here's the thing, right? Like, so th- to that point, literally everyone contacted them immediately and were like, so yeah, if you need help with whatever IP they liked, right? right? Exactly. You know, it's like, yep. yeah, we'll be on there. Uh, but that's the thing, right? Because because behind the scenes, I can give you like the verification that some of it has already begun. Yeah. That okay. so like you already see you you already see a a an announcement. Man, I could probably announce it now on this podcast, but I'm not going to. Mm. But like. It's just that, like, you'll probably see another announcement immediately for a new Kickstarter coming up. But I'm working behind the scenes on an expansion for a game that hasn't even been announced. (laughs) (laughs) I am making an expansion for a game in one of those zones that hasn't even been announced. So knowing that, like, they already already have a, a line ready... They're working on the line of things for at least one of them uh, and also are starting work on broadening that to the other others. Uh, yeah, it, it's it's that uh, the um, I mean, I guess the only downside you could have from this whole thing is that they're focusing early on deck builders. So like if uh... I mean, but it's in the pro- it's in the release, right? If you look at the release, it's like so. It, they're focusing on deck builders. So if you're not really into deck builders, then yeah, it's not yeah. as, as big of a, a deal. But but that's the beginning. That does not necessarily mean that they will be only doing deck builders. It's just, hey. My Little Pony, deck building is magic. That's, <laughs> I'm calling it right now. Oh, uh, God. It's yeah. just, you know how I feel about deck builders. No, you I know, know, I know. I and I think... Like- it's the same game with a different theme. <laughs> it plays the same. Like very few deck builders have I played that have like, wow, this is a this is a good game. It's not a rehash of every deck builder out there. Right now, ninety percent of all deck builders I've played have been a rehash of Dominion. I played Dominion. I don't need to play Dominion anymore <laughs> with you know GI Joe people on it. I don't need it. Not right now. Like Come on. No, you and know, see, like, and that's why I was saying, like, like that's going to be the downside. Oh, I'm not done. Shut up. <laughs> Sam and Run was a deck builder that had a very nice twist to it at the time mm-hmm. with the whole racing mechanic. Loved it. Uh, see, now I'm Profiteer. I'm not just blowing smoke up your skirt. Yes, I like that saying. I actually like that as a deck builder because, to me, it doesn't feel like a deck builder at all when I'm playing it. Yeah, um, it's a card game. For sale, mm-hmm. another deck builder. That's awesome. And it's just, they're different enough to stand on their own. Whereas mostly everything else I've played is just stupid same game. (laughs) (laughs) Cartoons Uh, don't make it better. Hey, Daryl. Yeah, well, you know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. (laughs) Shut up, Donnie. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, no, I... I feel your pain because, like, for me, it's like the thing that I think about whenever I think of uh, 
uh, like a Transformers game, for example, someone mentioned this earlier to me today, and it's immediately what comes to mind is, I want Transformers. Like I yeah, want yeah, the Transformer, the actual Transformer. Yeah, yeah. and now, now mm-hmm. I know that, like, okay, there are a lot of issues with these types of things. Like this is, you know, it's like. Working together with Hasbro is a good thing, but like the the issue would be like you kind of want Hasbro to be able to do that part, right? Right. You? So I, yeah. again, I don't have any inside information on how they want to like do those types of things, but it's like it is one of those big problems with like picking up Transformers specifically because you want that GI Joe, maybe not as bad. Maybe those still like still want the action figure, you know? Mm. Yeah, I mean, not, it depends on how much you're into G.I. Joe. Yeah. Like, I'm really into G.I. Joe, and, like, one of my favorite things about G.I. Joe was the Larry Hama comics, and they were fantastic. The stories were cool, and the the characters that were introduced were cool, and all that stuff with that universe was cool. Love playing with the figures. Still, obviously, have them sitting right beneath us right now, <laughs> beneath the house. Um, but, yeah, so I don't, I don't really need the action Yeah, figures. exactly. So yeah. I think you could get away with that one a little bit, but, like, yeah, yeah. Transformers is a little tough, because they've already had the Transformers card game True. that came yeah. out. Yeah, yeah. And, and it yeah. didn't didn't last. No, it didn't. And yeah. it was a good game. And that, that was my thing. Like, that was in-house. That was Hasbro going to Wizards of the Coast, who they own, and going, hey, we want a collectible card game with this IP. And they did a good job for a collectible card game <laughs> with Transformers. Like, you actually felt like, you know, you were able to transform your card back and forth, you know, to robots to alt mode and blah, 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 blah. The... My Little Ponies has had Friendship is Magic. That card game's yeah. been out for like years. Yeah, and now years. You're just, yeah. It's like you are bringing out an IP, three IPs, three IPs that are as synonymous with cartoons as they are with toys. It needs to be a tactile game that has table presence. A card game is not going to do that unless you're emphasizing the 2D cartoon thing. But like, th- no, like these are toys the cartoons were literally just commercials to sell Four toys. toys. Exactly, right. Exactly. Like, yeah. like, Maybe that's what these are. These are in it. These are and the I, games I, that yeah. sell the toys. And I, I understand right now I am not being fair. I have not seen these games. <laughs> I have nothing short of the fact that you said that something might be a deck builder, but that just triggered me in the worst way right now. <laughs> And I'm having post-traumatic deck disorder. (laughs) And I totally get where you're coming from. I just, the only thing I can say is that I hope that they shift a little bit. But, like, I love love the idea of using those IPs to make some, like, cool, like, social games. Or, like, it would be fun if I, we were playing a social game where one side was G.I. Joe and the other side was Cobra. Cobra. Yeah. That immediately makes Koo better. <laughs> yeah, somebody Zartan. I mean, man, that's going to be awesome. Koo no, with G.I. Joe and Cobra will be amazing. Let's see by doing that. But by doing, like, a Koo theme or a Resistance theme where you're doing G.I. Joe, like, that brings a bit of the cartoon world into the game yeah, because you're yeah. you're role-playing at that point. Like, right. and you're, you know, you're going to do, I'm Sinestro! You're, like, you're going to try to do all the voices. Sinestro. As Who's Sinestro? I don't know. I just made something up. Shut up. Instead Come of on, Commander! Uh, I'm on a roll! Uh, <laughs> your element, Donnie. So it's just, um, I just, uh, I, I, 
I saw them and I was excited, but then I immediately thought of the the, the cryptozoic thing that we mentioned earlier, mm-hmm. and then I was just like, I hope that. I don't want to say that they're smart enough because I know Renegade is. I know Scott's history with not just Cryptozoic but Decipher and all that. Yeah. Like, that they have a solid game to assign the IPs to. Like, hey, this game is great. It would be better if I could actually play as Princess Sparkle Pants or whatever. And so it's. <laughs> I love these new that, characters you're coming and up with. I'm hoping this is awesome. the mentality is behind this. Or even if it was like, hey, we need G.I. Joe and Transformers, and they were like, okay, but you also have to take My Little Pony fine you know that's that's a win-win you know? <laughs> i don't know i don't i'm gonna assume that that was that not was the not case. the case no uh, but the but three that, biggest properties but that would be have, awesome yeah. if it was that they're just like well, well you're gonna have to, you're gonna take and then and then you just have to be like take my little no i do i don't know if i can do that <laughs> i don't know if i can do that i'm just gonna please don't, i think we gotta end this conversation right now please don't hand over a multi-million dollar property to me <laughs> Uh, yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna end this. We, I gotta go. I, I gotta think Hasbro about this. Saying, Look, we need you to take the Transformers game and re-theme it to My Little Ponies, and the ponies turn into bronies, and that's so, so. It's the exact same premise there. See so how it goes. Maybe the ponies have to go to BronyCon, but they can't go as ponies. So they have to go as bronies. Maybe Brony Scott Con. just like really negged Hasbro. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're like, yeah, man, like, you guys just really can't handle this. <laughs> You're just not like you're like. What are you doing with Power Rangers? You're you're, you're backing out now. <laughs> you should probably give that to someone else. I, I don't I don't understand why you want to keep that. You Scott guys just aren't set up. Going, Scott walking into the boardroom going, okay, how many successful games have you guys have based on Transformers, GI Joe, My Little Pony? Let's count. Whoa, that's it. <laughs> 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 you should pay me. Yeah, <laughs> you should to pay make me. these yeah, exactly, games. exactly. Put a little Dude, kicker say, on there. I, I know he was on the design team for it, but the the Lord of the Rings card game that Decipher did, and Star Wars. Not to discount that, he was on the design well, team for that one too. Star they're, Trek was great too. Yeah, but the, they're, they're <clears throat> they were brilliant games back then. I kind of wish there was a way for them to come back. But um, uh, so I mean, if he's uh, in Scott, I trust, but I was, I was just telling you the news that I was like a little nervous when I first saw it, man. Yeah, it's 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 just not the I think for for you and for who knows, who knows? I don't know how many people, but it'd be for me as well. Like, I I don't necessarily like immediately go to deck builders as my thing. You right. know, so yeah. like I know it's I know it's a good genre for for using these because you can you like like you said, you can apply a lot of things to these these ideas but at the same time yeah but the but we want but i think we all agree that like the potential is there it's just hopefully it branches a little bit i hope so See, my, my only thought why and i know it will and i it was like behind I'm not the, no it will it's just not piss renegade or scott off <laughs> piss them off but the only reason why i would think you would get a massive ip and just assign it a deck builder and just go look we're slapping a deck builder on is from a publisher standpoint, you have a hot IP that you're selling on a game that costs pennies to produce because it's just cards, nothing else to it. You turn it out fast, you make a lot of profit, and then you go up for hopefully another game in that IP if Hasbro allows it. So it's yeah, I'm it, sure everything they want to do, they have to run it up the flagpole. Right, so what you're yeah. suggesting uh, basically is a pyramid scheme. Um, so. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I don't blame you. No, it's business. It's just business. And and I'm I'm hoping that they put the make sure that the, the, the fund is in the part of that business. But, I mean, they're, they're, it's going to be under a lot of scrutiny because these are beloved franchises and, obviously, people are going to be rabid about them. Yeah, and that's 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 really the issue. It's just, like, one of those things where you guys are right. It's just business. Yeah. So, and even even working on these things, like, it's, it's super fun to just be in worlds that I just remember... Like, the, the, I missed them all by, like, a few years, you know? But I remember every one of these pretty hard. And, like, it's it's weird. It's just a weird feeling. Um, and and as, I'm, I, I mean, as much as I love G.I. Joe, like, I don't know. I'd feel weird even working on a G.I. Joe project. I'm not saying if somebody calls me, I won't. But <laughs> I'm simply saying, like, it would be a lot of pressure for me because, like, that is such a beloved... Like, that's my favorite, other than Mask. But, uh, you know, that's just... It's, you know, it's like tons of a lot of pressure. What's that? Who owns Mask? Kenner, uh, but Kenner is part of Hasbro now, so Hasbro technically owns Mask. Yep. So yeah. I will say though, hey, I, it, Scott, this, I got a game idea for you. <laughs> <laughs> I will say though, just a hundred percent that with this game announcement and talking behind the scenes, I was like, I immediately went from like, I don't really know what I'm going to do in the next few months to like, this sounds fun. Yeah, like, yeah, you're in. I didn't know, you know, and I didn't know which of uh, I knew. Some of it, but I didn't know which of the the IPs were going to be announced. So it was it's cool. exciting, and I get to to watch you do it. Hopefully, <laughs> as, as I negative hope. as I said, I do wish Renegade the best of luck, and I will definitely be keeping my eyes on a Transformer game that they come out with. And let me just know, let me just cross my fingers that you're one of the ones that works on GI Joe. That's all I'm going to say. No, I, that's that, <laughs> that's one of those things. I'm like. I'm hoping <laughs> since behind the scenes, since behind the scenes, behind you, the scenes everyone is a, like, yeah. I am my favorites and no one seems to be like, I really want that GI Joe. Really? Nobody. They don't, they don't see I, just behind the scenes, right? Oh, they don't seem man. to be like chomping at the bit for GI Joe. And so that's why I was like, well, maybe, no, you get maybe it. it'll come yeah, my way come because everyone, way. no one else wants it. All you gotta Hopefully mention, all you gotta mention is you have all of the research material you need sitting right under your feet. <laughs> That's all you need to say. <clears throat> so, snow job the deck builder. <laughs> snow job and blizzard. We're the one with a full on snow theme. <laughs> um, okay, well let's just we're, we're gonna yeah, cut go through. to you. I'm going to only mention a couple here because I don't need to go through all these different things. We need to move on with the rest of the podcast. But there's a couple that I definitely want to mention. One of them is actually going to come up during the meet. So we'll just save that. How's that sound? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because we can all talk about that one. Um, But I will mention I got to play Pan Am. And um, I'm going to be honest with you. It's one of the best games I've played all year. Uh, it just I really liked it I love the aesthetic of course because it's Pan Am it's historically uh, you know historical aviation and the the aesthetics of Pan Am both from when it was formed all the way until its dissolution um, it's really cool because you're managing a fleet but you're managing a fleet of independent you're, you're basically an independent uh, you know uh, flight company that has charter flights and stuff and you're basically trying to create these routes that Pan Am wants and they'll buy you out so that you can be part of Pan Am now so that's kind of how it worked. Um, so, like, you know, if you ever watched Wings, you know, that's kind of what it is. You know, you know, flying back and forth from, uh, what was it, was it Nantucket or uh, Martha's Vineyard? I don't remember. But anyway, so um, in the game, you're, you've got a certain amount of money. It's played over seven different rounds, which is basically, it's kind of seven eras of, of Pan Am. And they have different cards that relate to the historical significance of those eras. And the event will determine, like, how much 
um, like certain you know Pan Am stocks are worth or how much they might pay out. Um, so variable uh, you know rounds as the game progresses. You're also taking your money and you're betting on uh, these different positions around the board, whether it's to get other route cards, which you need to establish your routes, you know, kind of ticket to ride style, but a little bit different, or bidding on trying to upgrade your your uh, your uh, fleet. Um, so, you know, you might start out with these small planes, but you might move up to a bigger and bigger planes until you finally get to like a jetliner that allows you to take on these larger routes and makes you, of course, more palatable to Pan Am and they'll buy you out and give you a bigger payout in stock. And so in the end, whoever's got the most amount of that, uh, you know, at stocker, you know, that money from stock uh, and from selling the stock wins the game. Um, that's a very condensed uh, version of Pan Am. But it is a bidding game. It's a route management game. It's a knowing when to buy the stock and save your money for the next round because you can just go at the end of the round, say, I'm going to exchange my money for this stock. Or you can say, well, maybe I'm going to save a little bit because I don't know what the next event card is or what my income might be, and I need money to bid with the next round. So a lot of give and take. So, I mean, there's not a, I will be honest, there's not a whole lot of like newness you know, we all these different uh, yeah. aspects of the game we've played with before, but the way they're all put together, including and, and put together with the production value, is just phenomenal. Like it, it plays literally within an hour. It's a one-hour wonder, just a gorgeous game. I will buy it. I, I haven't bought it yet. I saw it in Target not too long ago, and I should should have got it when I was there. But I want, I will buy it. And it is. Uh, I know I haven't played a ton of games this year, but I will say it's probably in my, in my top three. That I've played this year. Yeah, new games pretty, anyway. It's pretty solid. That was uh, when we picked up Jurassic Park. Target uh, Pan Am was right next to it. We just went with Jurassic Park because it was on clearance. Mm. Um, well, Jurassic Park should be a little more family oriented. Although Pan Am's not that but, difficult, but right. But the box design and the artwork on the back, the the Pan Am box and the back of it, like showing the components, I was just like, man, this game is stunning. It looks great. It is gorgeous. And, <laughs> We went with Jurassic Park. <laughs> <laughs> well, the good news is there's still time to buy Pan Am. So. Um, I'm sure you'll probably hear, be hearing more about Pan Am as we progress throughout the year, and probably at this point, I can go ahead and say you probably hear about it at the, in the Game of the Year podcast because <laughs> we haven't been playing that many games. However, I will say it is really, really good. So check out Pan Am. The final thing that I will plug here before we move on to the meat of the podcast is that I got a, uh, a preview uh, a review copy of the Roll for the Galaxy app that was released uh, about three weeks ago, I believe it was. Oh, huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, I love Roll for the Galaxy. It's one of uh, my favorite dice games, and it plays just as smoothly on the app, and there's not as much upkeep. Um, the unfortunate part of the app is that there's a uh, there's still a lot of symbols to look at. Yeah. And I've been playing it on my phone, and the interface is good, but man, you gotta like know how to double click and zoom in and how to be able to see the yeah got to and the the difficulty the semi difficulty is trying to keep up with your opponents because you get to see little icons of what your opponents are kind of doing and dice that they had used the previous round because a lot of the role for the galaxy is kind of anticipating okay well I'm going to take this action cuz I know let's say Daryl is wanting to take the ship action and I want to take the ship action but he's going to do that so I don't have to guarantee that action it's a lot of second guessing uh, what your opponents are doing um, but overall, you know, that's the only part of the, the app that really lacks. Uh, the the interface and the gameplay is smooth, and it's just a ton of fun. So I would like to say that was, I was provided a free review copy for that, but it did not color 
my my decision about liking that. I've been playing it quite often, actually. So a really good app. Check that out. It's in available for um, iOS, Android, and I believe oh PC Steam. Yeah, because they originally offered it to me on Steam, but it was only for PC, and I have a Mac. So very good game that I return to a lot, and and the fact that like returning to that game when I originally didn't think it would be anything is pretty impressive. So yeah, yeah, Roll from the <clears throat> Galaxy. Check it out. Uh, that's about it unless somebody else has something to mention I know we, we ranted quite a bit about Renegade but I think that was really good because I wanted to be able to get something topical in here which was awesome. and also get Daryl riled up because it's always good always a fun time ah, deck builders <laughs> flip table <coughs> excuse me <coughs> if everybody's ready let's move on to the meat of the podcast Let's break out our six shooters, get some shots of whiskey. Daryl's already had a couple, and talk about the wild, wild west. Well, hi there. I'm a cowboy. Bang, 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 bang. Shoot, shoot, shoot. Bullet, bullet, gun. It's <laughs> <laughs> my best. I love that line so it's much. Just the best. Uh, that movie's also great. But anyway, um, so we're gonna talk about some western themed games because why not? Uh, last podcast we talked about racing games, so we're gonna start breaking into some themes here to, to break it down. First off, um, why do you think? And we're gonna focus primarily on the American West, but we're gonna have some other kind of uh, borderline games that we could talk about here in a second. But first off, why do you think the American West makes for such a good theme in board games? Oh man, it's, it's so I'll go first because I'm right here, okay. and Daryl can think about it because he's looking at. <laughs> oh, I, I already know my answer. Yeah. Oh, good. Okay. Uh, well, just like we know from Credit Mobilier, um, <laughs> yes, the fact the ultimate American the West ultimate game. American West game, mm-hmm. uh, because because the American West can can be so many different things, right? Like it can be a game where you're just you're just having a shootout in a town, you're rolling dice. You can like dice town, shoot, bang, the game, <laughs> right? Yes. You can also have a game where you're real. Your high-level railroad managers moving across the West and making decisions, like planning and resource management decisions that connect, that route build and connect and pick up and deliver things to different places. You can play yeah. as you can play as the Pony Express. Yes, right. You have the that. There's expansion, and there's some opposition. Which is problematic now, we're, but, we'll get to that. but we'll there get to is that, that. <laughs> uh, and because we all know we treated the native peoples very well as we came through. <laughs> yes, we're very respectful. and and revitalized their economies. Yes. <laughs> so, but there, but knowing that, uh, putting that aside, there's just a lot of that stuff, like individual towns, huge overviews, little bits. Like it's just such a good. Ooh, there's so many things, so it's many a juicy very things, juicy, meaty portion of history, especially American history. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, honestly, and Daryl, you can have it real quick, but I'm just going to say that the drawback, of course, we're talking about drawbacks yeah, even more in a second. But I'm going to say that the American West is mostly romanticized, and it's become so romanticized over the year that we kind of have this mythical version of the American West that really didn't exist. But who cares? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. honest, because it's just so, it's such a fun, rich 
thing to play around in. So anyway, Daryl, go ahead. That's basically what I was going to say is it's the one part of American history that's so whitewashed that we all just go, yeah, that's what happened. Yeah, I want to be a cowboy. <laughs> and that was that. No one wants to play like, you know, 12 Years the Slave, the board game. Like we want to, you know, like like the freaking history books. Let's ignore that part. We don't want to deal with that. But it's... Daryl's being very I'm cynical like, tonight. He's sarcastic. Yeah. Yeah, he's being yeah, sarcastic. sarcastic. Yes. He doesn't understand that. Um, so <clears throat> the West is like, oh, cool, we can do this. And as opposed to saying that, you know, the, the opposition is natives, we could say it's cholera or rattlesnakes or the terrain and... Like, there's more to play Dysentery. with. So basically, you could take any Euro game, any, any Euro game, and just retheme it. With the uh, American West. West. Yeah. It's yeah. Pick up and deliver games, Pony Express, Wells Fargo, done. You know, it's just like, yeah, it's it's our Euro. It's our Euro where they have medieval and building kingdoms. Well, that's where all we the history comes kingdoms. from over there. Over there is right. where all the history comes from. We have one thing in history that we have, <laughs> and that's the American West <laughs> and the Civil War. Older than this country. So. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we have the Revolutionary War. We have the American West. And we have the Civil War. That's it. That's it. That's yeah. pretty much it. We got it. We yeah. got it done. <laughs> I'm baseball. Oh, we do have baseball. That's true. Yeah. But no, I mean that's 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 why because exactly the West is romanticized from when you were kids not not kids nowadays but back in the day like it was the oh, thing yeah. to dress up as a cowboy and go play as politically incorrect as this title is cowboys, cowboys and, and Indians, Indians like, yeah that was a thing yeah. and uh yeah so it's just yeah that doesn't that was, really exist anymore but we had it as a, it as kids and our our parents sure did. You know, um, and my dad was a huge Western fan. I grew up watching Westerns and, you know, watching, you know, like Bonanza and Maverick and stuff like that on TV and reruns and all these different things. You know, I mean, it's funny, too, because like even thinking about with the American West, how popular it used to be. And we have a little bit of that in Toy Story, like, you know, with Woody used to be like the star of everything. And then all of a sudden Mm -hmm. it was all about space. As soon as Sputnik came around, it became just space. And. But the American West still captures that imagination. We, you know, um, we as Americans look back on that, and yes, it is romanticized. But we can kind of take that kind of that little bit of that fantasy and just kind of have some fun with it. Um, however, there are some drawbacks, and we've mentioned a couple of those right now. One is that it is romanticized, so therefore it kind of, again, like you mentioned, it whitewashes things quite a, quite a bit. Um, you have quite some games. Lot. Uh, you have some games, which we'll mention actually here, games that are really good and are examples of the genre that do have some problematic things. They do tend to be, well, not always, they do tend to be uh, foreign-produced games. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not saying that's one way or the other, but mm-hmm. they have a little more leeway, I think, uh, with about that. But um, I think that's pretty much, when it comes down to it, the, the thing that makes me, especially playing it now, the most, uh, I guess... Now, on edge about it is the treatment uh, or the, the the depiction of Native Americans. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, that's why I tend to like. Um, I think I think the ones that that resonate a lot better, at least like continuously, are the ones where you do have like a railroad going through, yeah. uh, or focused on one town, or just cattle cattle wrangling. Yeah, yeah, like one thing, one town, right. uh, one route. Uh, just because then you don't have to be like, 
then you you don't have to address it because it's already in the past that thing and we don't have to worry about it i i know that that sounds weird but at the same time like i don't like not participating in the act is somehow better than just enjoying the <laughs> yeah. like yeah. The, re- the 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 aftermath and i yeah uh, but but anyway, but uh, another drawback to unrelated to like you, you know like expansionism and colonialism and all that uh, is that you you kind of have unfair games built mm. into the system, right? Like if you use poker, you have gambling. Like yeah. a lot of the things that go with along with the Wild West are just like random uh, randomizers, like right. gambling. You have like gold hunting, right? Exactly, and so yeah. like. How do you rep- like? How do you represent gold hunting? Usually, pull stuff out of a Randomly bag, out of a bag or, or roll a die. Yeah, yeah exactly. get something. So there is always this randomized element that gets sucked up into it. Typically, and, and even with like some of the ones that have some euro elements, there's going to be some randomization at some point. Yeah, um, we can go ahead and, and I think that. Uh, you know, we, we can talk about the drawbacks as we talk about this, these the, these examples. We can go through the games that we have kind of on our list here. But before we move on to that, I mean, obviously, I think we're all excited right now. Y'all actually like Western themed games, right? I like good I... games. And then I see what the theme is. <laughs> yeah, right. Like we have a list here, and I'm like, I've played a decent amount of these, and I like half of those. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let me. That is, no, I think we both did the same thing for a good reason because I don't necessarily seek it out. Okay. That's why I wanted to ask the question before we went into this. Yeah. I was the one who came up with this <laughs> this theme, this this topic for the podcast because I love Western games. But, you know, that's why I was like, before we get into this, do you all actually like Western games? I mean, you, you played a lot of Western games with me, so. Yeah. I'm going to say, similar to what Daryl said, I play games. <laughs> if, if, someone, if someone came up to me and said, hey, I have a really great Western game, I would be like, okay. You want to tell me more? Let's break it out, cowboy. I'll, I'll get to make beans. Let's yeah, go. Y'all know how I am. It's like somebody can walk up to me and say, hey, I got a game about submarines. I'm like, where's it at? You know, it's like, you know, airships. Hey, let's go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like anybody who's going to be paying attention to you know, my my tastes are going to be no, and I think that's that's fine, right? I, they, there's got to be people that like really are ravenous for these things, right? Yeah. And I think uh, I like it better than if you give me like just rando town name, yeah. right? Yeah. If you just said rando town has- name. Yeah, Western better, way better. Because at least I have yeah. I have a reference, I have a frame of reference for what the game's going to be about. I just hope it's not the same as what what I'm used to. You know, I want it to be something somewhat different, right? Don't please don't make it a new homesteaders. You know, like I don't want to play another bidding railroad game with gold. Right. It doesn't have like, to be just yeah. because you like the theme doesn't mean I want. It. I mean, in the same way, I don't want to just retread the same game with the same theme. You know. Yeah. Right. I want to see new representations of the West and things like that, but I'm always excited to see when the West comes around because I want to see how it's represented and and what the gameplay is like because it's a theme that resonates with me. One that's not on this list uh, for good reason because it's not actually the thing uh, is Grimslingers. Right. And the world of Grimslingers. 
is the world of Grimm's fantastic. Oh, it's awesome. And it's just this magical realist West. Mm-hmm. I always put it on here to wow. discuss, but I'm glad you brought it up. And I love magical, like, I love the idea of, I mean, it's not Westworld, right? Like, Westworld is kind of cool in its own, like, it's like a sci-fi West. This is like magical realist West, as in, like, you have some Borderlands elements where it's like a a robot guy is following me around and then on the other hand you have a dog that has been bewitched by a by a like w- actual witch and right. ha- now his magical powers and can go around hunting with you you know it's like it's these weird things it's a great, coming together yeah, a great story and but it's you know it's i like it needed to be an rpg grim slingers the rpg slam oh, dunk be, oh slammed absolutely the the gameplay for oh. grim slingers though was not good <laughs> That's what I was thinking. <laughs> you need to check out Grim Slingers. You need to check out Grim Slingers. But anyway, but game, game wise, game wise, did not like it, and it doesn't represent West, but it has some elements of it. I just wish, but when it comes to like Western games, yes, I'll be more likely to play a Western game than I would be just this game's about logs. Um, which <laughs> is fine, game about logs, but I'm not going to get excited about the what game about logs. What if it's the game about logs in the West? Ooh. Oh, there you go. Well, there's a there's well, another one I didn't like, put on here that's a perfect Western theme. It's just not a game people think is Western, and that's Firefly. That's the true. Board game. It is a Western. Yep. Firefly a, is a Western. The show was a Western. Like mm-hmm. it's a Western, and it just happens to be in space. But there's six shooters, gunslinging, the whole nine. If you take the planets and just make them towns, the game still works. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And it's a yeah, pick I mean, up and deliver game, but it'd be the same thing as if you're just going around the West doing different odd jobs. You know, pick up a crew, yeah. do odd jobs, and keep keep flying. Well, keep keep stay uh, away from Johnny Law. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Just keep going. Keep rolling. Keep them rolling. Mm-hmm. Keep them doggies rolling. Oh yeah, we forgot about that. You can also do the like the American West has been uh, mixed with samurai. Mm-hmm. So samurai movie Ronin traveling from town to town fits into the western absolutely you can be a guy you can be a random western guy <laughs> come from town to town the mandalorian yeah, yeah. Mandalorian. mandalorian is another example it is it's a, it's a western really yeah yeah there's a lot of things the western? let's do this let's do this let's just <laughs> what go down the list western. what else is a western the the <laughs> podcast <laughs> we, could, we could get at least 12 episodes out of that what else <laughs> yeah. is a, welcome to the oh man I welcome think welcome uh, to the w- w- what else is a western podcast with uh, Daryl Louder and TC Patty <laughs> I think we could make an argument that Super Mario Brothers is a western <laughs> it's got some cactuses <laughs> Super Mario Bros. Well, let's, let's get back let's get back to the list it's, it's a big list and, it is a big list we don't have like, to talk Go ahead. And just like the theme that brought us in, this list has, uh, you know, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Oh, look uh, at you. Oh, I'm so proud of you. Okay. It's, too, it's, already, it's already muted. It didn't do the sound. <laughs> anyway. Uh, I was going to give you the soundtrack to that, but I ruined it. Uh, it's fine. Anyway, so let's jump into... Uh, I put a list together of games that are good examples of a traditional Western theme. Now, some of these uh, are not... I say that they're good examples. In other words, they're fun to me. Mm-hmm. They might not be fun to y'all. I'd like to discuss those. But also good examples of actually a tr- kind of a traditional Western theme. And there's going to be some that we want to have a point of discussion where they're on the cusp. Um, number one I had on the list here is Western Legends. I don't think there's any yep. dispute. That's a Western game. Nope. But see, that's yeah. my good... That's I, I I like that kind of Western game because besides the gameplay aside, 
the Western theme fits because it's got some history tied into all the characters and their unique abilities where it's Mm -hmm. like, cool, it's very abstract, but this is definitely a historic caricature of this actual person. And it makes sense what story plays. So it, it, it teaches a little. It, just a little. <laughs> a little just a little it teaches just, it does. A, just a little it's still, bit it's still a little bit of the romanticized west obviously because yes yeah. oh totally is you know because it's it's basically you know it's a it's a kind of a fantasy game in in that aspect in that it's an open uh sandbox you know game where you go around doing what you normally would think you do in the wild west you go and gamble or have a shootout or chase you know wrestle cattle or you know yep. become a marshal and chase outlaws i mean all those things yeah, exist but- it, it did a great job because it didn't bring natives into it. None. It the only the the there are characters that are Native American. Um, yeah, well, it does a good job of like right. having a diverse character set too, yes, especially absolutely. the expansion, yes. which kind of. But I'm saying like the natives aren't the bad guys in the game. Right, right. Unless you become yeah. an outlaw as one of the native characters, but right. yeah. but I get yeah. what you're just but, saying. You're but they're not... given the same weight. It's like exactly if you're if you're some white dude getting an out becoming an outlaw, you're. Treated the same as if you were like, a, yeah, you know, it's like a Native Everything. American becoming right, an exactly. outlaw, right? Yeah, and that's a that very important distinction. Yes, yeah, which, which a very again, distinction, and I think they do a <laughs> yeah, exactly. That part is romanticized. <laughs> uh, but I will say, like, it, I think the game overall does a really good job of balancing both the romanticism, but also the reality, like you said, Daryl, of the, the you know the history of the characters, and you still get to just play. It's just fun. Yeah, and you don't have to worry about. Do I feel bad playing this? Well, no. I mean, it feels awesome. Yeah, there's nothing. There's nothing in it that, like, like I said before, it's like it is a place you are moving around, and there is nothing like overly problematic about the thing. It just this place exists, and now we are cowboys in it. Right, and even I'll be. I mean, we've talked about this in the podcast before. There's. It's even called the cabaret. It is not. <laughs> it is not the whorehouse. It is a cabaret. You're going to see a show, mm-hmm. and that and spend some money. Um. So even that is, you know. Which, to be honest, you know, that's a romanticized portion of the game because, as we've learned from the true Wild West, women ruled the Wild West, the towns anyway. Yeah. Like, they just ran it. Um, so, anyway, all of that said, Western Legends to me, and I want to take just a moment because we didn't talk about it in the beginning of the podcast, to talk about the Anti-Up expansion because we got a chance to play oh, yeah. with that. Um, and this is one that had been released on Kickstarter. There was also Blood Money that was just released on Kickstarter, but it has not come out yet. But Anti Up includes uh, what's the the alternate game, the one that you used to teach, the 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 card game. Oh oh, Pharaoh. Pharaoh, yes. Yeah. So instead of playing poker, you can play Pharaoh, and that's kind of a pressure luck game, of uh, you know guessing which cards are going to come up. You know, you only, there's one card you don't know of, and so you're kind of pressing your luck and see if you can you know get a bigger payout from the from the uh, kitty. Um, so there's also a train now that travels around to, uh, from. Uh, the main red, I think it was called Red Rock Canyon, or I can't remember, but the main board to Buzzard Gulch, which is the <laughs> side board. And every turn, when you take your turn, you, you decide you have a train and it moves to the next stop. And as you can go around, you can actually uh, raid the train. You can rob the train and you have to deal with, you know, like uh, people who are defending the train. We, unfortunately, when we played, none of us did that, which I wish we had because that would have been fun to see how that worked. Uh, then there's also another little trading post in Buzzard Gulch so that you're dividing up all the new stuff between the old game and the new game, and it's random, so you might have something you really want over in Buzzard Gulch, so now you need to go to Buzzard Gulch and get it. 
And there's also places you can play poker over in Bozer Gulch and lots of interactions. Um, and there's now also a gambler track. So you have, in the main game, you have an outlaw track and a martial track. But the more you gamble, the more you, higher you, up you can go on that gambler track. And that can give you points toward the end of the game. And special abilities as you move along it. So if you really want to play that kind of being a gambler, that adds a whole new aspect to it as well. It expands the world. It's almost too big. Um, it is too big, yeah. Yeah. We played with five. We had five players, right? Yeah, either five or six. Yeah. I think it was. I think it was five. Um, and I, I would see. I mean, playing with six is going to take the game a long time. But to have Buzzard Gulch in there, I think you need it to have the most interaction going on. Yeah, I was worried whenever we started. Like the biggest worry that I had. Like so, the biggest worry I had was, are we actually going to use this sideboard? Right. right? It's an yeah. entire board. Are we going to use these side mechanics? And the thing that we used the most was the gambler track because it's like it's mm-hmm. right in to the game and it's fun and it's like boom yes I want to do this thing yeah um, and it's accessible from almost anywhere right one of the downsides to the Buzzard Gulch part is you can jump onto the train station and immediately take yourself to Buzzard Gulch but it's almost you you ask yourself questions of why why yeah, yeah. <laughs> during the game and at the very beginning there's a reason why there's like things that you could find in that in that side mm-hmm. but if you start on that we had two people start over there so yeah. it was like well that's not really a choice anymore they're gonna go collect those things that's what I did for like the first three rounds was I started on that side I bought the stuff that I wanted or I went and collected a couple things bought stuff that I wanted from the Buzzard Gulch trading post and then jumped back over to the main board because I had like objectives. You know, when and in Western Legends, you're if you play with them, and you should, you play with objectives for your character, which gives you something to do. It gives you points during the game. And a couple of my objectives had to do with the main board. Yeah. They had something to do with Buzzard Gulch as well, but back because I was an expansion character. But, um, yeah, I mean, but the main board is so big, then there's so many chances for interaction, especially when you come down to the cabaret. Man, the end of that game with the cabaret. <laughs> well, yeah, everyone was in the cabaret. Everybody, everybody was in the cabaret. So I, I spent the whole game. I basically, <laughs> at the beginning, was like, I'm going to be an outlaw. And then I punched a sheriff. He made me a deputy. And I became, <laughs> and I followed the sheriff around punching him in the face and constantly gaining, like, just taking outlaws along the way. Yeah. And it never hurt me. Like, I always was getting better and better at what I was doing. But I was legitimately fighting the sheriff along the way so i forget who was playing as as the person but yeah but it's just that that funniness of like i'm trying to be an outlaw and i can't pull it off because i keep trying to get into a fight with the sheriff and they're just like i like i like that i like, I like that. that energy i like that energy exactly hey come along with me let's go bust just like all limping bullet ridden to the next thing just have another fight and then take down some criminals together <laughs> Um, yeah, it was it was great, and then just everyone was in the cabaret, and everyone was in the poker poker spot, and it was just and it was chaos. bedlam because yeah, the, all of a sudden the sheriff kicks in the door and just raids the place, and so everybody's getting shot. And- but to that point, I I love the I love the Western theme in Western Legends because it really comes out, and it really does do that thing where in board games you you want to tell a story, and this gives you that sandbox pretty pretty specifically. And the cool thing, like, again, the cool thing about it is, like, when you can tell that story is usually when something weird and not something that doesn't make sense, you have to make sense in your own head. Yeah. Like, the fact that I would punch the sheriff and then become a deputy makes no sense. 
but it makes perfect sense. But it, at the same time, it makes perfect sense. Exactly. So, like, yeah. So I, I don't know. Um, but yeah, I, I really like Western Legends, and I'm not that type of gamer. But it's because you have just enough of the Euro stuff, just enough of, like build your character up right. and do the things. Yeah. You always because have something it, to do. it feels like a, it feels a bit like a video game. You know, it it does in that aspect. Yeah. 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 I mean, so, very limited good. video game, but still at the same time. So, Western Legends, if you all of you, you've heard of us talk about this. This was on our Game of the Year list, at least for Discovery last year. Um, check out Western Legends. A blast. Great production quality. A lot of fun. Um, if you buy Western Legends, um, I would like to caution you to not uh, write immediately to Colossal Games that you're missing cards. They're under the insert. <laughs> uh, and there's a little tiny slip of paper that tells you that they're under the insert, but that's hidden as well. So, um, I was like, Dang, I don't have any cards, but yeah, uh, they're hidden. Anyway, okay. Um, let's move on. We had another one on here, which of course we have, you know, you two named as uh, your game of the year when it came when you when you played it. Great Western Trail, which okay. it was my my runner up, of course, because it's just fantastic. Um, now, again, this is I, I feel like it's a pretty pure Western theme because, like you mentioned, TC, it it takes an aspect of the West, which is basically cattle wrangling. Yep. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, you, you're, you're playing as a cattle wrangler and it's a fester game. We've mentioned, you know, we were talking about Maracaibo. Um, it's basically a rondelle, but the rondelle can be uh, variable. And so mm-hmm. you've got to decide how far you want to move and if you want to jump ahead to a certain spot to get something and to speed up as you get to Kansas City because you're trying to deliver your cattle to Kansas City, get paid. Then you start back at the beginning and drive them back up and get yeah, more do cattle. Do it all over again. Yep, yeah, do it all over again. It's... It's such a great game. Do, do I think that it represents a good traditional Western <laughs> theme? Uh, I think it does better than other Euro games. Mm-hmm. The trail part, very well implemented. Yes, you still fight Indians. Um, uh, not really. I mean, you have the TP icons for hazards, but it's not like yeah, you have but to it's, fight them. It's a very stylized version of a fighting yeah. Native Americans, but it, but it but it, but it doesn't no it doesn't say it. representation. Right, there is no character yeah. representation. That's true. And I I, I only it, yeah, and that's the thing. So, but 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 uh, from a standpoint of like just gameplay wise, man, it's just yeah, it's just fantastic. It's really fun to do everything in the game, and it really does represent every aspect of like western living it's just you know it's abstracted a lot and is it good to have abstracted things like this and for these types of games i think that's fine but i wouldn't point to great western trail as a a, a smashing example of right. what this a is western not the, theme. the perfect example of western theme yeah because it is very euro it could be another theme but because but it's i do like western. the cattle the cattle make oh, it the cattle yeah. make it at least it stands out hey, as like oh that's interesting do you know what the cattle are it's a deck building mechanism. <laughs> well, yeah, but I mean, <laughs> but it's but not the, Dominion. There's no IP. Yeah, there's no IP attached to it. That's right. So, uh, that, and I like Great Western Trail, so <laughs> that's what I was saying. You like Western Trail, but it's got deck building in it. Um, but but it's I not can Dominion. win by not buying cattle. You I can, can still win by not buying that's, cattle, and I think that's great because you've got di- for different avenues for victory in that game, and it's very fun to explore it. Yep. Uh, we have Homesteaders on here. We've mentioned Homesteaders way back in the past, but in my personal opinion, it's a really great game. But it does it, it takes another aspect of the West, which is basically settling a town. Um, in out West, you know, it, you kind of feel that thing of the, the town starts out small, and you have to you know, bid. There's an auction mechanism, so you're building out your portion of town and trying to make it the best 
that it can be. Now, that's very Euro-y. Again, I don't think it's the most perfect example of a Western game, but it's settling. You know, it's settling and building a town. Yeah. It's also not very problematic. No, I mean, it doesn't address any. It's so abstract that it wouldn't. Yeah, it's... it. But uh, um, I would say Homesteaders does a good job of, like, the, uh, the, the window dressing. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, you've got you know your bidding thing looks like a like or you've got the railroad that you can move down. You build with items that would be like very pastoral, you know, like little pieces of steel for your ra- railroad, but then like apples and apples, stuff and apples and cows, yeah, yeah, and cows. So it's like it really does feel it's very cute in that yeah. way it feels like a very cute game um i've always wanted it to just have like a little update to make it cuter like a cuter western right but um uh it 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 feels like it i think it does yeah i mean it it feels you feel the theme but it's not really it's not like immersive like yeah. western legends might be but there's there's not many that are to be honest with you i've got i tc have you ever played carson city the card game Play Carson City. You played regular Carson City. <laughs> so I haven't played regular Carson City, but I played. The, I own the card game. Yeah, I like Carson City, the 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 main game, mainly because you want to build churches by bars all day <laughs> right. long, yeah. and I think that's hilarious. So uh, I think it does a really good because it's because it's like that city building aspect. It does one aspect again, city building of building up the wild west but it does it in a way that's thematic by the abilities and i tend to like when a game even if you have like little little tiles and stuff if the tiles make sense if their ability does something that makes sense and especially brings out the theme of the world i'm into it and i like the fact that you have that and you also have the shootouts whenever you go to a spot that someone else does you have a shootout yeah, I I mean I agree with that. Uh, Carson City, the card game, just basically distills all that into the card game thing. You're still you're still arranging your cards like you're building out the town, and you get points for putting things next to other things. Um, so like you mentioned, like you're wanting to build churches next to bars and stuff, and it's like, yeah, it's it, another it's another very abstracted thing, but again, it's it's expansionism and town building and and uh, yeah, it's it's awesome. Daryl, you didn't get my memo, but I'm going to go back and edit this out later. I don't know if you meant to have your... No, I was just about to comment on why you heard that. Okay. So <laughs> so if you heard me clicking and shuffling, I was typing because you guys were talking about Homesteaders, and I remembered the 10th anniversary of Homesteaders was supposed to go come out, and I was like, did that ever get released because of COVID? Like, I know it was delayed, so then I was like, I had to look it up and see if it came out, and it did, so I have to pick that up. Because I don't have homesteaders anymore. Oh, you don't. Oh, wait. You got rid of anymore? You got rid of it, or I had the very first edition that had the paper. Oh, yeah, the paper stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so I, have I the got second rid of edition, that. Yeah. And the idea was to get the tenth anniversary when it came out. So, um, but I, I guess it also came out with an expansion. So I have to get both of those things. Um, <laughs> that that was all. Sorry. So no. I was I, I was doing research based on what we were talking about here. <laughs> so okay, good. Add a little reality to it. Yeah, it's like yeah. being in the newsroom. Um, okay, the next one on my list is problematic, and that is Cult Express. So um, I will say that it's fun, and it definitely yeah. feels like the West because you're robbing a train and you're shooting everybody else that's on the train to to steal all the stuff they're stealing from everybody else. Uh, however, 
Well, one of spilled is yours, so it can't possibly it can't be, be that problematic. problematic. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, well, we're... Uh, go ahead. Yeah, okay, so... It's, what, better than some, it's better than some games that we'll be talking about later on. Yeah, list. it's it's better than, better the, than the next, next one. Game. Exactly, the next game is more problematic. Which has I haven't this... played the next one. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, wait till you hear about this one. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, so yeah, what do you, what is the what is the most problematic you find with Cold Express? The most well, there's two problems that I have a problem with is really the the caricature of uh, the Native American woman um, is a little problematic, but I think Django is probably to me it's just weird. <laughs> um, but at the same time, it's all caricatures, and at least it has diversity. Uh, mm-hmm. It's still again fairly appropriated diversity but i mean it's a hard thing to talk about because it's like well i mean it's not that hard i i don't necessarily find this one that problematic right well some people do i i can only under, I, I can understand that i mean and that's it, it it just it is but it's like it's one of those things where i'm just like okay it sucks but whatever. but yeah whatever yeah. um uh, it's french it's french it's french <laughs> um sucks but it's french um yeah but from a standpoint of what it does, right? Having a three D, having a three D space where you're on a train and you're fighting, I think I don't know why they even had to be problematic at all. Because like, it's it yeah. is a fun game just in general, and shooting each other with guns. I mean, who doesn't like to shoot each other with guns? <laughs> well, I do it all the time. That's what we do. <laughs> and even the expansion is cool because it adds in you know uh, horses and there's also the um, DeLorean expansion that sits in front of the train, <laughs> which is awesome. Uh, just just it's a blast. The, the game itself is a blast, and I think it feels it feels like you know the romanticized old west, obviously. But a yeah, lot of yeah. people on a train shooting at other other people trying to program the movement so you don't car- get caught by the marshal. Um, yeah, it's just a wild it's a wild shootout on a train I mean what can you what could be more American than that <laughs> yeah, what could be more American than that it's true yeah that even happens today um, so the next one I'm gonna tell you flat out this next one is fun it is a good game <laughs> yeah, it's good it's good it is good but there's no uh, probably a reason why it might be out of print but um, Pony Express and the reason why TC was saying yes it is problematic and it is very problematic is because at some point you're going to have a shootout with Native Americans and you have to flick your dice at the Native Americans to see if you hit them you're just bowling you're just bowling yeah you're, you're just bowling with the Native Americans' pins it's just what? it's so weird um, just red meeples with little feathers in their hat that you're trying to knock over with dice <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, we did. But once again, it's French. It, it, it is. is French. Yep. It, it sucks, but, but it's oh, French. Oh man, the oh the oh I just saw the cover art. Oh yeah. Wow. <laughs> oh, yeah. So yeah, there's a time where you can get a little too romanticized. Yeah, that oh. one was definitely too romanticized. <laughs> However, it is a good game. Um, it's a fun game. I own it, uh, and the the kind of the art style and everything is very attractive. But obviously, as you've seen, and anybody else who wants to look it up, we'll see that it, it takes probably takes a little too far. Because one just step too just far. think Disney just Song of the South, but when it comes to Native <laughs> 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 uh, 
Uh, <clears throat> wonderful. Uh, but Pony Express, though, as far as a theme, like you mentioned, Pony Express is very much a Western yeah. type of thing because, again, without the Pony Express, we wouldn't have what we had in the West. You know, we had until we had Telegraph being built and things like that. So, um, definitely the expansion uh, to the West and the communication that went along with it, which I think is really cool. It's a very cool actual historical thing that happened with the American West. Um, I included yeah. Flick 'em Up on here. Mm-hmm. Uh, that one, of course, is just pure shootouts in the middle of town. Uh, dexterity, you know, just flicking with uh, bandits and, and back and forth. I don't really recall. It's been a while since I've played Flick 'em Up, but I don't think there's anything real problematic in that game that I've seen, but um, I could be wrong. I don't recall because usually you're playing against other cowboys. Right. Yeah, exactly. just a cowboy so, That's what I thought, yeah. Um, but that's a fun game, too. I still have it over there. I haven't really played it that much since I, I bought it and played it that one year that it came out. Um, and I don't know why. I, I thought it was fun, but at the same time, if I'm going to play a dexterity game, I want to play something like Pitch Car or something. Yeah. yeah. I still have mine. I bought it at the Origins. I bought the wood version when it first came that's out. That's what I have, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what and I've never played it. It's still unpunched. Really? Wow. Yeah. See, I feel like it's one of those games that you want to break out, but when you, when you get down to it, like you've got all these other games, and you're like, ah, oh, I'll just play basically these other every ones. time I brought it out to the table, I'm like, hey, Ethan, let's play this. You know, you're gonna we're cowboys, we're gonna shoot each other, and I'm like, you're gonna flick a disc, and he's like, can we just play pitch car? I'm like, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's just it's more fun. It just is. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't know why that is. It's still it's a, but it is a great representation of at least the, the again the romanticized West, but still a, it, fun and a really good, especially you get the wood the wooden version. Great production was not cheap. Uh, oh, spared no, no expense getting that one. Uh, the next one deals with another specific portion of the West is Gold West. So this yeah. is by J. Alex Cavern. Um, I finally got to play this last summer at uh, RuthCon. I had not played it since it was released. I think it was 2016 when it was first released. So it kept coming out of conventions, and I hadn't had a chance to, to play it. Now, this one deals, obviously, with, with being in the West, but also gold prospecting. Mm-hmm. Making settlements, uh, digging for gold. Now... This is, no, no, I'm just saying, this is the game that Ben Pinchback still carries a grudge on <laughs> because, because of one Gen Con where I met Alex Kevin for the first time. And he's like, oh, yeah, we were we were about to play Club Zen. And, Matt, or, and Ben was like, I'm totally down. It's time to do this. And we're like, hey, you guys want to want to try this game out? And they're like, well, we got this other one. Oh, I remember this. Yeah, we got this yeah. other one. It'll be like a it's like a 60 90 minute euro game. It's pretty fast. And, and we're like, ah, and and you could tell on Ben's face he just did not want to do it. He wanted to just play Club Zen. Right. And 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 eventually we both were like, sure. <laughs> and they're like, but no, no, we'll play it afterwards. And they never, never did. did. They just left. They're like, well, it's a little late. Oh, I guess we'll, man. we'll head out. <laughs> Uh, Three hours later. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> they weren't. They weren't lying. Like, and that's the thing about it, right? I played it and was like, oh, okay. Well, I'm glad I didn't waste my time doing this. Like, and even Ben will say, like, yeah, this game's good, but screw, screw Alex. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like he'll carry that grudge forever. Whereas I'm just like, <laughs> whatever. That's funny. That's but funny. yeah, so Gold West uh, has a history. With with me, um, but I I, find, I I thought it was great whenever I played it. And I never got to play the final version, but 
I don't think really much of anything changed because it was just solid mm. from from top to bottom. I played almost back to back at RuthCon, so I had a pretty good experience <clears throat> within it, and yeah. it does a good job. Like you said, you know, there's a lot of like randomization elements that happen when you have to do like you know gold prospecting things like that. But your what you're doing in that game is you have like an action track on the side, and you got to plan ahead like what you're going to do with all their actions so you're trying to think like well, i need to have this up here but if i do that i'm not going to get as much you know uh whatever you're prospecting for at the time and so there's a lot of kind of thinkiness on there but it's not really it's not sensory overload where some of those games might be this one has i think just right right amount of balance but you also have to think about well I gotta jump on a claim and protect this and you know think about well I've got these other things I can do to get points in the game as well so you're balancing all those different elements again uh, I yeah just lumping rolled west in with it it's basically the roll and write version uh, this is from Daniel Newman and uh, you know very con- it just condensed it down which I think does a good job as well so it very feels very much like uh, gold west but it has a couple different elements in it but both of these put together they have this western element to it I, it's a paste. It's a paste it's job. It's a paste sure. job. Yeah. I, I mean, it, it it is a better game because of it, but I think also it's been kind of forgotten also because of it. A little bit, I think so. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and I think that that also plays into the fact that like there's a lot of tasty minstrel games that have a, a Wild West theme on them for some reason. I, yeah, I don't understand. Figure, I don't There's know a lot. if Mendez really likes <laughs> Wild West or not. We never had that. Never had that conversation. But yeah, I. Uh... But it, but I think it's just because uh, Wild West tends to be like muted colors with like lots of browns and stuff. Mm. And if you make a game like Viva Java, well, you're fine because <laughs> well, you're just making it like coffee. Because it's coffee. It's coffee, and coffee is brown. We all love that. <laughs> but like. When you do like a Western thing, you can make everything look a little bit more drab in presentation than what it is. And I think it suffers a little bit. I, I think uh, uh, Alec, uh, uh, McIver, Adam. Adam. <laughs> like, uh, I think he does a good job with like trying to, to, to boost that that up whenever you're playing like on the board. But just pulling it off the shelf, right? Like being able to pull it off the shelf and then play it, I don't know necessarily think it's like one that jumps out because no one is talking about how good the Western theme is. So it's like... Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's... Mm, yeah. right in, lives in the middle there. Uh, so then, I mean, saying MacGyver did good work on a game is like saying the sky is blue. <laughs> yeah, for, yeah, but at the same time, um, even, even, even someone that talented can't necessarily like make it pop as much. Yeah, so. elevate it. But, but I do like Wild West themes. Just but here, but think about it. okay. Again, returning back to Pony Express for just a second. Pony Express does have its problems, but the art is colorful. No, the, okay. the co- if the cover wasn't the cover. Well, yes, and it but, was just and the, and the board didn't have that those TPs on it. But I'm saying like the art no, the, itself, the color the, the color is palette. chosen, the yeah. brightness of it, the cuteness of it. Yeah, it's very it's very mm-hmm. appealing. Absolutely, but this is but, but the the dark, dirty, drab look of the West is what we, as most Americans, want in our romanticized world of the West. Case in point: Great Western Trail. The original cover was in color. Stronghold did it. Showed up like with the black and white, and was like, "Oh no, that's the one!" Right? Yeah. Don't color it. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, oh, okay. So all of a sudden, it went from a, co- a cover that had some life to it to 
nope, it's it's a Western <laughs> game, so here's the dark and drab and dirty and Sienna and yeah. 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 So. There's a balance there, and I, I don't know necessarily how to get it perfectly right. So that everyone goes, ooh, that's the Wild West game I want to play. Yeah. But um, it's tough. So It is tough. I think Western Legends has a pretty good uh, palette to it. Again, it's, you know, obviously lots of browns and things like that but at the same time it still like has some life to it yeah what is it the rose what's the what's the time of day that uh, that that is re- referencing with the rose the the rose hour the rose oh myth. yeah yeah i can't remember exactly that <laughs> you know there's the blue hour and the rose hour yeah. or whatever i don't know i'm forgetting it the but one, like at sunset like there's that perfect golden hour golden yeah, yeah golden, golden hour, hour. Okay, uh, and that's what's on the cover and that's like a good choice right yeah and i think more western games need to do stuff like that where oh wow you've got like pinks and oranges and you're in your western mm-hmm. no but it looks well good. that sky you're gonna have that sky out yeah. west i mean it's, it's, it's desert. really cool make the desert look cool yeah we're gonna roll through these next one pretty quickly i just wanted to bring up el gaucho for a second because it's not the u.s it's not the american west it's you know basically argentinian um for the gauchos i mean it, but it's cattle wrangling and it's not, I mean, it's not the exact same time period, but the history of the gauchos uh, kind of encapsulates that and the, and the, and the cattle wrangling life. I mean, is that, do we, I mean, we're, I guess we're, if we're strictly saying the American West, we don't really include that or I don't know. Um, it's, it's got a style that's similar, right? Because as you get closer to like the, New Mexico, New Mexico, Arizona, Guadalajara. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know my places. But like you could, there is a, there's a section of the West that dips below the, below the American border. Sure. That for years was just the American West kind of part of right. the whole thing. Right. Before we had the, you know, the border and, and, uh, but it was South. definitely, it was definitely though Mexican. It's just that it was like still part of the the thing, and you still see it in a lot of American West things. Is there's a mixture of culture of Hispanic and and American culture? Oh yeah, there. Yeah, so absolutely. when you see the El Gaucho and they've got like a poncho on with multicolors, you're like, oh well, that is a Western outfit. Like that's, right, you... that's American West, but it's not. But really. it's not really right. Exactly. But so I think like I wouldn't, I would not mind playing a game. That was like Mex- Mexico focused, because mm-hmm. that would be that would be very much that. And uh, I tend to like the poncho look mm-hmm. for the cowboy look anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, you like your man with no name. Well, yeah, because you you know Red Dead Redemption. You could just put on you know they. I think it's the gaucho outfit or something like that, right? And it's just yeah, cool poncho multicolored. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna play as this. It's good. It's a good aesthetic, by the way. I, I, I wish a game would do that. I think that would be a good aesthetic for American West. Is that uh, so? Yeah, I'm gonna. I'll say yes. I think I agree with your argument. I'm gonna go ahead and settle it. We're gonna settle it. El Gaucho counts. Um, <laughs> we got Sierra West next. Uh, Sierra West, I believe, in my personal opinion, is a Western game. Yeah, but it also has. I mean, because it's about you know exploring, prospecting, but also it has different you know. Uh, you know, units you can put into it that you do different things. One of them even has, I think, like outlaws and stuff. And I haven't played that unit yet, but it what takes. Was it? I, what was the old Crash Games game? Oh, where... that was uh, Lost Dutchman. 
No, 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 not the old, old one. The one that where where I think it was a Tori Newman game where you were you were refining. Oh, Pater. Yeah, Pater. Yeah, but Pater uh, Pater was modern. Because you were using modern. Oh, you were equipment. using modern, yeah. modern yeah. things. Okay. I it just it reminds me that both of those games have a similar like look. The cover. Sir, yeah, similar. Yeah. But I I think of these I think of these things whenever I'm <laughs> I'm doing this. Yeah. Let's listen. So, yeah, maybe. Yeah, I would. The say last that. one I just wanted to throw in there oh, for you for was uh, <clears throat> uh, Lewis and Clark. Oh yeah, that's a really good one. Ooh. Put that on the list here. Um, which is is that Western? Well, see, that's the thing. Well, right? It's a bit more historic. It's historic, right? But it is. But it's the exploration of the West. Yeah, it's like. You're right. And. It's, it's the same thing as Oregon Trail, right? Yeah, Oregon Trail, yeah, the yeah. card game. Oregon Trail, the card game. <laughs> I guess if we're talking about, like, let's talk about the, the a certain time period in the romanticized American West. We're thinking about, like, the from the early 1800s to, you know, maybe 1910, when things started really modernizing. Yeah. Um, all of that kind of, like, you know, but Lewis and Clark was obviously previous to that because they're the ones who opened the Northwest Passage, you know, the, the, the you yeah. know, trying to, to, to open the West to everybody. So I could see an argument that it's not really an American West game, but it totally is right on the verge. So I thought it was kind of yeah. interesting. Oh, that's a good, that's a good one too. I'll put that one. So these are these are ones that are on the cusp. I got a little question mark next to those. Yeah. Um, at this point in discussion, we don't have to have because we've already had it. I have in the notes. Do settler and rustler type games count? Well, yes, because we just said. Yep. Uh, you know, we've got a couple of them where you're rustling, and and the Great Western Trail obviously is the biggest example of that. And we in, in include that now. I have a kind of a, a examples that will raise an eyebrow to some, and the fact that I'm I put them not only on here, raising an eyebrow is not necessarily for their theme or their immersion with that type of theme, but also because some people don't like <laughs> the games that I put on here. Um, the first one I listed. Oh. I feel bad for putting the last one on there. That should have been on the first list. That should have been on the first list. We'll talk about that in a second. However, we have not established yep. this game you put on here as being a Western game yet, so we'll talk about that one last. Okay. Um, Revolver I put on here. Now, Revolver for That's me... Fine. Why not? What? It's a game about shooting things. I know. That's what I'm saying. Like The theme itself is amazing, but it's, some people don't like Revolver. I like Revolver. <laughs> so it can't be on the list. <laughs> I'm simply saying... Um, no, I just wanted to discuss it because I, I put I just put on down. I've never I've never actually played it, but I from the art. Oh, it, why, dude, why it's totally it's Western. totally Western. It's all about uh, it's games. in a ten, huh? It's, it's in a, a ten. It's in a ten. It is in a ten, and it's all about it's an asymmetric two player game where you know one 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 side's playing you know the the I guess the the marshals and the other play, the other team is playing the outlaws and. Uh, you have asymmetric goals, and but it is. I will tell you flat out, it is a brutal game. Mm. Like, it, and that's why some people don't like it. Okay. Uh, you well, can, there's that there's that part of the Wild West. It's unfair. It is. It can be very unfair sometimes. Sometimes you can just get massacred, and I mean it's awesome, but you got to be playing with the right person to to be playing revolver. But okay. as far as like a, a a Wild West game. It absolutely is immersive with the theme, but also the gameplay because it is, you know, so so brutal can and can happen that. Now I had to put the next one on here because uh, a lot of people mm. turn their no- nose up at this, but Bang. Yeah. Um, I like Bang. I hate Bang, but it's got to be on the <laughs> it's list. It's got to be on the list. Uh, I think that uh, Bang Dice is much more palatable to people. 
Yes. Simply because it's easier to play. You don't have to keep up with what card does what. You I hate them all. But <laughs> but they have to be on the list. <laughs> uh, it has some... I mean, I don't know. Bang has some problematic elements to it as well. Uh, yeah. BGG.com, look it up. All right, next one. Wasting time in Bang. Tiny Epic Western. Uh, that one had a mixed reaction, but at the same time, I felt like it was very much Western. That was the one that had the poker uh, element in mm-hmm. it, right? Yeah, I thought yeah. it was pretty cool. Yeah. It's got Western in the title. Yeah, I mean, we got to count it, right? It's got Western right there in the title. It had bullet dice. It's true. That was the first mm. time you've seen bullet dice. Bullet dice and uh, and and poker, and you're uh, building a town and having shootouts in town. I mean, that's Western, right? Yeah, it's yeah, got to be. Absolutely. Okay. Dice Town. I hate Ooh. this game. I absolutely Blech. hate this game with a passion. This is, is notorious. This, is this Fiduty or Cathala? Which uh, of the Brunos is this? Which I'm one looking. is it, Daryl? Take a look. I'm looking, yep. Uh, it's Cathala and Blanc. Ah, see, this is where this is. They they did they did Mr. Jack, and then they did this game to cash in. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> no, I, I, this, this I've always liked this. I'm, this one's okay. It's okay. It drives me nuts. Uh, <laughs> and it, I'm mean, just saying. Okay, now I don't think it's a bad game. I just don't like it because obviously it does hate me. Uh, but in this particular game, dice really hate me. Like the two times I've played it, has been miserable. <laughs> and I just the, what I I was a, a situation at Origins 2011 where Sean Patel and I were playing it, and I almost rage quit. <laughs> so I was just like, I I don't want to play this anymore. Um, can we play something more fun? And then we played Letters of Mark, and that was miserable too. So we had to move on to something else. Um, <laughs> Uh, it was a, it was kind of a miserable first half day at Origins, I think, because we were checking games out from the library. But Dice Town, I mean, well, I mean, it's it's poker dice. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Moving on. Moving on. Saloon Tycoon. Anybody? That's a. Is that Slinger one? Wasn't the. Uh... That's, Isn't that Jason's? I believe that's it's Jason's. the other the other part. No, that's oh, Rob. No, it's Rob. It's Rob. It's Rob. Yeah. Sorry. Yep. Uh, yeah, I played that one. Uh, it is uh, basically, um, it's um, crap. What's the it's game crap. from? Uh, no, what's <laughs> v- the game Vegas? from uh, Daily Mojo? Uh, the city building game where you're stacking up. You're oh, Sunrise City. Yeah, it's Sunrise City. Thank you. Uh, it's it's Western Sunrise City. I mean, it's got more nuance than that. It's not. You know, hey, it's rethemed Sunrise City, but you're building up 3D well, towns. You're building and up 3D of- towns and things, but the scoring in this one is very different. It has a different type of feel yeah. to it. I will say though that uh, it is. I mean, yeah, you're building saloons in this town, and you have the town building up, but it's it doesn't feel terribly like Western to me. Oh, okay, I I can understand that. I mean, again, it's one of those things where it's like Just a bit of, a bit yeah. of a paste paste on, but it does have that. Again, it has that negative. The thing that I don't like about Wild West games, which is the the shoot 'em up randomness. Yeah. Just every now and then, there's like something, and I think that works with this game because there is a bit of like harshness. And there's, there's an edge and there's, to it. There has to be because there has to be some sort of you know uh, tension in the game itself. So yeah. Um, so we'll say about the same as Dice Town, maybe. 
About the same as like Gold West. As Gold West, yeah. Yeah, I would say with that as well. Because so there, like we said, there are very immersive ones and then there are ones that seem like they are kind of there. But but again, I don't know the story behind Saloon Tycoon. I don't know if Rob, when he was designing it, had a Western theme in mind or was kind of just like as the game progressed, it became a portion of it. Um, but now we come to Daryl's. Now we no, make there's a, nothing there. No, We're moving on. Oh, well, uh, no, no, no. You looked at the box? Yep. What's the time? <laughs> What's the time period and where is the place? Yep. Yep. Uh, no, we have to bring it Again. up because nope. nobody's, nobody, nobody's going to understand what we're talking about. We got to bring it. So Daryl had first class on on the list, but tell me why you because just went what I was thinking was the railroad expansion, like the fact that you're building on the railroads. So the sure. first thing I think about anytime you're building on railroad is like you know my family is Irish, like we had you know I had ancestors that helped build the railroads in PA and stuff like that. So anytime I think building the railroad, I think Western expansion. I think the Great West. I think that's what I think. Um, and, uh, so first class, I was like, oh yeah, I remember you're building tracks out, you know, and you're building them West, literally from East <laughs> to West. That is the way you are building them. So I'm like, it's, it's a stretch, but it's definitely that time period. So, Hey, why not? It's like every other freaking train game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Most likely taking place in the West, but the box is Orient Express. Mm-hmm. So. Right. Uh, yeah, that's what I thought it was too. Um, but hey, that brings up an important question, however, and I'm glad you put it on there. Are train games, especially train games that are expansion into the West, are they Western games? Well, let's see. Yeah. 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 This is stop. Steam, Age of Steam, three off the top of my head. Sure. Okay. And we're, we're going to count those as pure Western games. Or are they just their own thing? They're just train games. They're ish. They're trainish, westernish, trainish, westernish games. They're they're on the cusp. They're <laughs> like not Chicago, pure West. They're not pure westerns. Uh, if I were to if I were to find a true western game like T R U, um, like a true <laughs> gamer, um, I would I would have to include, like I would have to say that like yeah, you got the railroad part, but you didn't get the the fun cowboy shoot 'em up part. Right, they should have the expansion into the west and then have somebody rob the train. Now that's there's yeah, the good thing right there. Rob the train halfway through the game and then <laughs> turns into a different game. It turns into Cult Express. Yep. Um so there, I had to, and we're almost done with this uh, particular portion of the podcast. Oh, good. You put that one on there. I was trying to figure out which one was from Mr. B. Yeah, it's Spurs. Um, I was yeah. I had a couple of, of games on the list that I'd like to try to have. I had a chance to have a Spurs is one from uh, from uh, Mr. B Games uh, and designer. Sean Brown was one of the designers with Ole Steinus. Um, it's one of those that ha- is supposed to be sandboxy, like like uh, Western Legends, but I just haven't. I mean, I saw it. I remember when it was released. I talked to Sean at Origins when he had it there. I just haven't had a chance to play it. Um, I would like to seek a copy out or get you know. Uh, but to that to that thing, right? Right here is a a very thematic Western game, and you know, say I look at the numbers. It's just board game geek, but like you look at the numbers, and there's just not a lot of sales for for a game like this, right? Yeah. And so it's like, yeah. it's are you shooting yourself in the foot when you do a American West game? I don't know. That's a good question. Western Legends has done really well, um, 
And Great Western Trail obviously has done really well because it's mm-hmm. in, well, in the top twenty-five now. Or, but they're both fantastic games in their own That's right. True. You could you could take Western Legends and make it like actually, I I would like to do this. Take Western Legends and make it into like Mars. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah easily yeah. So uh, and I'd like to see that happen. That's pretty fun sounding. Oh, so, it's Cowboys and Aliens. There you go. We'll get that IP and we'll just <laughs> run with it. Done. Can't imagine John Favreau wants a lot for it. Uh, so. No, probably not. <laughs> it's like here, pay me another one, <laughs> guys. You're just gonna have to pay. You're me. just gonna have one. to pay me for this one. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Spurs is one that was on my list, and the other one is Gunslinger. And Gunslinger is an old, old game. This is from like '82, I believe, if I recall correctly. Um, but this one's got a lot of ratings because it's lasted a long, long, long time. But it's basically it's a it's shootout game. It's a gunfight game. Um, is, it, is it a sneeze one? It's a sneeze. Yeah. It, it's an old sneeze game, but it's been adapted many times. But yeah, it's an old one of those old. Uh, Lots of little shits that move around on a board that looks yep. like somebody printed it out in their house. <laughs> yeah, here's a picture of it. Look at that right there. You oh. go. I know TC's like shuddering right now, but um, it's it's awesome because okay, imagine taking this and updating it where you had like so what I'm looking at right now is like a saloon. Uh, there's like these little chits that look like no, no offense to the first edition Arkham Horror, but it looks like the first edition Arkham Horror uh, with little you know silhouette people on them, and it shows the direction that they're facing, and then there's tables and chairs that are sticking around, so you can grab those and <laughs> smash them over people's heads. Um, this is terrible. I know. <laughs> but wow. but you say it's terrible. But it's got a 7.1 out of 988 ratings. <laughs> so, uh, I, I, I'm not talking about the gameplay. Oh, I know. I know. I know. Uh, yeah. But this is an old Avalon Hill game. To, I was say, maybe someone needs to grab it and update know. it. I mean, if you if you had set up a, a place where people were like had miniatures and had like little tables and chairs like in Hero Quest, now mm-hmm. are we talking? Are we talking about selling some games? I don't know. Again, like you brought it up though, is the Wild West theme enough to bring people in? Possibly with something like Gunslinger, because it's called freaking Gunslinger. Maybe. Maybe. I don't Maybe know. it should be a Grimslinger game. Yeah, Grimslinger Grims- minis. That's right. Grimslinger with minis and moving around on the hex grid. Sounds great. Grimslinger minis. Just you do the art artist. I'll design the game. And please don't ever question any of the things that I do. <laughs> exactly. Now, see, your Gunslinger. Here you go. Gunslinger, it's not a hex grid, it's the Mars surface. See, I've already... There you go. Nope. Cowboys mm-hmm. and Aliens. Mm-hmm. Cowboys and Aliens. You're already thinking about it. <laughs> already there. John, <coughs> game's already designed. Just give me money. John John Favreau, just give us a call. Just give us a little ring. Uh, all it. we can say is that... I'm your Huckleberry. There you go. So, I had to get that in somehow. <laughs> uh, we had this list here, and Daryl is absolutely right. I said, to round this out, give us our top five Western games of all time, but we're all going to have the same ones on here. Yeah, I- I notated, this is silly being we will all have most, if not all, the same five titles. But you asked, so here. <laughs> so go ahead and list yours, Daryl, and then we'll see if we all agree. Uh, the last one was First Class, but I changed it to Lewis and Clark, because that game is really good. Um, so, uh, Great Western Trail, duh. Homesteaders, duh. Western Legends, duh, duh. Cold <laughs> Express, and Lewis and Clark. Not, not in any order except for Great Western Trail is definitely the best of all of those. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Uh, what do you think, TC? Do you disagree with any of these? 
Uh, not really. I mean, I'm trying to think of like if if there's anything. Else. I mean, I guess the only thing that you could like you could let maybe towards the end be like maybe Gold West sneaks in there in four or five. But yeah, other than that, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, I would probably agree. Although I, oh, you're probably gonna throw in Bang or no. something like that. No, no, I'm not going to. No, why not? I like Bang, but it's not on the same caliber of these. Because I can't get I can't get people to play Bang. I mean, I'd like to play a game that people want to play. Um, I, I would say the only thing on my list here that might sneak in at number five would be Pony Express because I really do like that game. It's just, oh yeah, yeah, it's you know, very good. It's, it's just that it's just it's got problems. <laughs> but yeah, we're all gonna have about. I mean, this is good, so we could make a list of seven out of these, and and there would be perfectly fine. I will say Lewis and Clark though. I like Lewis and Clark Dice uh, better than the original game. Never even I would be down it. to play it. I've only played the board game and only with uh, Tabletop Arena. Uh, or not Tabletop Arena. Uh, board Game board Arena. Game Sorry, yeah. Board Game Arena. Uh, that's how I've learned mm-hmm. it. Uh, that's how I've played it now four times. And I really like it. I, I like... There's stuff I don't like about it. But yeah, I like it. It takes a long time to play. That's the one drawback yes. of that. The the dice game streamlines some things, and I love the dice mechanic. It's a, and it has a great production value to it. I like it a lot. I think Lewis and Clark though the, the oh, original game. Oh, you never good. put Pioneers on this whole thing. I didn't put Pioneers, and I should have because I've not played Pioneers. Uh, oh no, Pioneers. Pioneer yeah. Days is the one I was thinking of. Yeah, why is Pioneers not on this list? Holy moly! I think you like that one a lot. I think that would be in your top five. That it's would just be not in five. ours because I don't think me or Daryl has played Pioneers yet. Y'all haven't played Pioneers yet. How has this happened? I'm pretty sure Daryl hasn't played. I have not. We also forgot Your Town from the graphic novel adventures. Oh, that's yeah, a good no, one, too. I haven't played it yet. All right, yeah, so hold so on. I'm, 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 everybody out there, Pioneers, gets on my list. Pioneers <laughs> is awesome. Why did I not think of Pioneers? That is bizarre. And Just like you took it for granted. I did take it for granted. Um, it is a, a Western-themed game, though. It's very much about expansion and building saloons and, you know, so I don't think I'm, 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 and jumping I'm looking off the it up right now. Never, no. <laughs> well, I, yeah. What's that, Daryl? Queen Game Pioneers? Yeah. Yeah, I haven't played that one. Well, yeah, we both haven't played that I one. I don't then. understand That's supposed to be how a good one. I've been evangelizing that game for, what, two years now? And y'all haven't played it yet. That's just crazy. It looks uh, like Ticket to Ride, so I've played it, I guess. It's <laughs> better than Ticket to Ride. <laughs> <laughs> it's a map of America with routes on it. It's it is, but it's better than Ticket to Ride. I'll just, I'm just going to tell you that right now, <laughs> flat out. Uh, yeah, so I would have to replace, I guess, Lewis and Clark or uh, yeah. Pony Express with my Pioneers, because it's freaking awesome. Yeah. And I'm glad you brought up your town because you're right. That is a cool graphic novel adventure. That's from from, uh, Van Ryder. So check these out. By the way, out there, if y'all have other games we've left off the list, please let us know. You can always send an email to thestateofgames at gmail.com or join us on Guild1903 on BoardGameGeek.com and uh, give us a a shout-out on the podcast. Hey, uh, let's wrap this thing up. Uh, I've forgotten where the thing is. There we go. Hey. Let's talk about some news. Not a lot's been going on, which is weird. Uh, but but since we haven't talked about it, last podcast we talked about the the Spiel nominees, but we didn't talk about who won Spiel. So pictures <laughs> won <What>? the Spiel. <laughs> oh, that was a that was a thing. You know, you know, it's what's Wait, weird. Did the Spiel actually happen? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pictures won did the Spiel. Not, no, seriously, really? Yeah. 
Won, yeah. won the spell de jour, and crew won crew the crew. By the way, won Kinderspiel, which is supposed to be what is the, the that the uh, how was it, it the aficionado? What's it called? I don't remember. Uh, yeah, don't remember the official that. aficionado. Yeah. It you know the crew is a game for babies, but it won the <laughs> it the won, won the adult advanced, award. The adult award is exactly. We just call it the adult game. It should. That's. I, I don't know. Should be a family Spiel, game ba- and the adult babies, game. Baby, babies, kindergarten babies, <laughs> and and older babies. <laughs> it's a very controversial take. Uh, however, no, I don't disagree. I'm I, I I okay with these two pick, picks. You know why? Why? Because we took a pause in 2020 so we can <laughs> totally forget about them and act like it never happened and move on to the next year. Uh, yeah. Where. Uh, Wow, yeah, I don't know what they'll do for the next year. <laughs> I'm serious. I don't know either. It's next year's spiel is going to be weird. Um, well, they do live in Germany, so they well they'll are, have more games. Yeah, they've actually played games. Yeah, exactly. Uh, okay, does anybody have, have any other news that's happened? Uh, we talked about the the big news at the front of the podcast when we brought up Renegade, which I think is uh, you know a, a really good discussion, and I'm glad we got Daryl uh, riled up, which was awesome. So. Um, I'm just going to mention really quickly four different Kickstarters that caught my eye. One is In Too Deep. This is by our friends over at Burnt Island Games. Uh, this is uh, the Capels. Uh, In Too Deep is cool. I'm just going to read you the, the their their tagline here. It says, don't be scared. You can do this. Hack the minds of cyber-enhanced criminals. Manipulate their actions and gather the evidence we need to foil the syndicate's plot. One of you will betray us all. You just don't know it yet. <laughs> I'm in too deep. <laughs> uh, I read that and I can just say that I'm your Huckleberry. So I'm probably going to back that. Um, it also has some really cool production values. Uh, it has Josh doing the uh, you know a lot of the graphic design. Uh, it just looks cool. So everybody's wearing a trench coat. Everybody has a trench coat. It's very kind of super pseudo cyber cyberpunky, um, which I like. Uh, right now it has seven days to go as of this podcast. It's at $85,000 of its $37,610 goal. Those are Canadian dollars. Uh, go and check that out. The other one I'll mention really quickly, Shocking has airships in it. Yeah, but is it actually the game? Mm-hmm. Airships, North Pole Quest. This what, is... What is that? Luff, what's, the, what's the German title for it that we always poked fun at? I don't remember. Oh, oh! You mean no? This is not. This is not the actual airships. That was an old Queen game. So that was a uh, uh, something der Lufti. Gigantin, Gigantin der Lufti. Yes, Gigantin der Lufti. Yeah, that was. So, a, oh, so this is not Gigantin der Lufti. Correct. No, that that that. By the way, that has nothing to do with the West. But airships is still a fantastic game, especially as a little bitty one-hour wonder dice game. Check it we'll out just, if you can find it. We'll but. just call it a Wild West game. Yeah, we'll just go. It's fine. Uh, this one is, I don't know. It just has airships. It's cool. It's got crazy <laughs> miniatures. Uh, it says, why would, why would a design firm follow up what might be the most beautiful book of all time on airships and the people who flew them by creating a game? I'm, I'm asking that same question <laughs> yeah. after looking at the pictures. I know. it's, But look at it. Look how gorgeous it is. I don't know anything about it, but it's got me written all over it. I probably won't back it, but at the same time, it's just it's just crazy. And but it's all historical. This, by the way, reminds me of, of uh, U-Boot. Oh, yeah. Now it has navigator, range calculators, and all kinds of things. Uh, anyway, y'all just go check this out. It's absolutely ridiculous. It is uh, it is past its it's, it's funding goal, and it has twenty six days to go. Uh, TC, well, Daryl took off because I wanted him to see this one too. I'm gonna say that for one. Uh, oh, there he is. He's down on the floor. Okay, hey. 
look at this one. Do you see anything problematic in this one already? Um, this is called Cactus Town, and <laughs> and the aesthetics is just fun. But $81,934 of its $29,358 goal. This is by Second Gate Games. Uh, it's very, very uh, stylized, almost like um, Rocky and Bullwinkle-esque uh, miniatures that in this they were talking about romanticized uh, Wild West stuff going on with this game. It's just crazy. Anyway, Cactus Town is a fast-playing action programming game for two to four players. A highly interactive game of fast-paced chase and escape. Uh, so it's supposed to be in this little town called Cactus Town, and y'all check it out. The art is crazy. And then there's an expansion called uh, what is it called? The Sioux. Uh, I can't remember. I can't see it with this particular port, but it has uh, Native American, the Sioux expansion. Yes. Um, that. Yeah, exactly. I'm showing it to you now. You see it? <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. Can you click on Second Gate Games and see if they're from. Let's see where they're from. France? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> what, what just happened? Well, the, everything is in euros. So I'm assuming yes. I just clicked but, and it blew up. <laughs> Every yeah. oh, it's at the top. No, I can't scroll. Representation up. of the male Native American has the just yeah. Okay, that is really weird. Hang on, one just I gotta click on. Can you get to it, Daryl? Because every time I click on it, it goes crazy. What am I clicking on? The second gate. Gate. Hold on a second. Yeah, for whatever reason, Kickstarter does not like Safari. I don't know why. Oh, yeah. Wow, look at that. I see what you... Oh, yeah. They just... Yep. Look at that. Okay, no idea. But they're right, definitely mind. foreign. We'll later. They're definitely foreign. Anyway. <laughs> and uh, absolutely wonderful art. Why did they... I know. I don't All know right, why they did They could have left it out. They could have left... No, not done the Sioux expansion. They just left it to Cactus Town with the amazing <laughs> art that it has. Why do they always take it a step too far? <laughs> Anyway. Scalp Mania. Yeah. <laughs> Scalp Mania the game. Um, last on my list uh, is Barcelona, the... Spain. There we go. Mm. So they're Spanish. Okay. Okay. They're Spanish. Well, maybe they're yeah, they're competing. <laughs> I like the, the French. French and the Spain, Spanish. Spanish competing, competing for the first culturally games, insensitive. Games that are great but also suck. <laughs> great art styles and not thinking about the art. Um, uh, the last thing I'll mention on here for all the fans of The Thing, The Thing, the board game, is out. It is made uh, $288,000 of its goal and 13 days to go. This is by Pendragon Game Studio. I don't know anything about them either. Hmm. Um, I thought The Thing game was already out. Like there's another one. That's Outpost, what is it, 43 or whatever it is, 41? Uh, that's the one where there's a, a traitor in the midst. Uh, Wasn't there some sort of weird thing where somebody had the card game version and someone else had the board game version? Something, something like, like that. that. I can't remember exactly the details behind it. But here again, there you go. Here's another thing game. But this is supposed to be a cinematic experience for one to eight players. And um, the game focuses on the emulation and simulation properties of the alien hiding its identity under a veil of fake humanity. So Outpost 31. That was the name of the other one. Well, hey, know. you know, if... If all things are uh, uh, coming true as I've been seeing the last several years, uh, this is a shoe in for the spiel because it's also got a shitty title. Sorry, <laughs> language. <laughs> Great, thanks, Daryl. Yep, no, no it's problem. Fine. It's totally fine. Um, this has tons of minis, uh, you know, flamethrower uh, chits, and all kinds of stuff going on. I mean, the minis look like the characters. They look really good. 
I don't. Uh, oh, they have an, an expansion, the Norwegian Outpost. Check that out, dude. Remember we were talking about that? It's a white box as opposed to it being black. Yeah, but it, it, it focuses on the prequel. Which is cool, but it has oh, it has a, a an asterisk waiting for approval. But I think that just simply means the uh, the cover and not hmm. not having the actual Norwegian outpost on there. Anyway, it looks cool. If you're a big fan of the thing, go check it out. Um, I probably will not back this, but uh, I would I would certainly play it <laughs> with anybody else <laughs> who might choose to back it and would like to go on. Um, that's about it for me. Y'all have anything else? Not at the moment. Not at the moment. All right. Well, that's it for this episode of the State of Games. What's that? I miss seeing all of you. I miss hanging out. I miss gaming. I miss con crud. I miss the smell of BO. I miss so much. This summer just feels just like just kicked in the nads. Yeah, it's been a rough. It's been a rough year. It's been a rough year for everybody, and especially for all of us who like to get together and see each other uh, from time to time. Uh, we've got a stand-in invitation to Camp Lonius, so if we want to try to make that happen, mm-hmm. yeah, you guys have a standing invitation to come to St. Louis. Well, that's true too, but Richard's not there. No. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, we should all definitely get together before too long, uh, mm-hmm. as long as we're making sure we're all safe. But everybody yep. out there listening to us, y'all stay safe, and we miss you too. Please. Sorry we've been away for so long. We'll try not to make it. I'd like to try to do this once a month uh, so we can keep uh, in practice. This was a little rusty. Um, for now, though, that's it for, that's it for this episode of the State of Games. We'll be back next time with even more great board game discussion. Uh, we love hearing from all of you, so if you want to give us feedback, as we mentioned before, um, you can add them. We can add them to the show. Just email thestateofgames at gmail.com or tweet them at the State of Games. You can also go to dicehateme.com and comment on the podcast or join Guild1903 on boardgamegeek.com. You can hit me up on Twitter at dicehateme on Instagram, uh, on Twitter and on Instagram. What about the yep. rest of you? You can still find me on Twitter at Get Louder as well as uh, Meet Meeples. Yep, and I am Puppy Shogun on the Twitter. And I don't think there's anything else other than I we do the G Donk thing. Mm-hmm. So there'll be a G Donk podcast. Yeah, you can catch and, us on there occasionally. Yeah, and sometimes, sometimes you'll see me and Chris, and then also sometimes you'll see game design things from me, but. It hasn't been for a while. It's been All I have to do is write blurbs too. That's how that's how good this summer has been going. I can't even write like <laughs> two sentences yeah. so that they can post some extra content. <laughs> it's great. It's yeah, it's been rough. Um, again, miss all of y'all. Looking forward to uh, sharing another yeah. podcast with you. Until next time, this is Dice Hate Me. This is Get Louder. This is Puppy Shogun. Saying thanks for listening and. May all your roles be socially distanced. Oof, that was horrible. <laughs> rolling, 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 though the streams are swollen, keep them doggies rolling.